Welcome back to the Broken Clock Podcast. What's up, everybody? We've got a very special episode today. I'm so excited. I've been thinking about it all week. Yes, uh, The Todd Rundgren we just threw in there was a special <laughs> uh, shout-out to our guest today, <laughs> Mr. James Clary. Hey, fellas. Awesome. James. How are you? Doing great. Good. How are you, man? I'm Lovely, I'm man. Good just, to be here. Just pumped you're hey, here. Thank you for being here. So, sure. sure. Yeah. You bet. The Todd Rundgren I was playing, the reason I did that, and I don't know if you'll remember this, but I was looking for a job at Price Cutter a long yeah. time ago. And they said, all right, you're going to go to the main office, and then we'll tell you where to go from there. I went in, popped into your office. It was you. Me and you talked about Todd, Todd Rundgren for like an hour. <laughs> and then I just sort of like left. <laughs> and then I had your number, so I called you. like, hey, dude, do I, like, do I get the job? Or, <laughs> like, like, I never got an answer whether I had the job or not. <laughs> you shot shit for a while. Sorry yeah. about that. But at least we talked job. about Todd. That's you did important. work there, though, didn't you? Oh, you, for a very short amount of time. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not the, 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 the hospitality guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Not a big fan. But the reason we had you on, and I'm so excited you could do this, uh, is, is this prehistoric ancient race of of that existed in north america uh that really yeah. doesn't get the kind of notoriety it really deserves joe give a little little uh, context here you know you you were uh, on a history channel they they had a show about uh you know it was uh, finding the it's called search for the lost giant giants yep. yeah and they had one season of that and you were on that and it's um but there's a there's a lot to this and i figured you know i just uh, give you a chance, first of all, if anybody that's unfamiliar with who you are, since this, uh, give yourself sure. a little quick introduction, and then we yeah. will jump into this. Well, as you mentioned, my name is James Clary. I'm a Springfield native and uh, local restaurateur. I own several restaurants for years, but I've always been interested in, in the extraordinary. I, I majored in history in college. I love history, and I loved ancient history. I got into all things, let's call it esoteric, a little bit different when I was looking for the nature of reality. I just, I don't know, right. I'm interested in science and archaeology. I loved archaeology and anthropology classes in college. So, trying to just figure out. Uh, trying to figure out. And, and what I began to realize is that the history we're taught in school doesn't necessarily line up with a lot of things that other people claim happen. So those interested me, you know, the, my, my brother, who is a university professor, writes, he said, well, that's an anomaly. So you just write it off. You know, there were some huh. bones discovered in Mexico at a place called Huehuelatco, and they carbon dated these, these bones in tools, like mm. stone tools to 250,000 years old. No. Well, according to mainstream archaeology, there wasn't man with tools right. Nowhere until 12,000 years ago. Mm. So when this happened, I actually talked to my brother who had been to Mexico a lot and done a lot of archaeology. He'd been on archaeological digs. He goes, well, that's what we call an anomaly. And he just weighs it up. Well, he dismisses it with a wave of his hand. If that like doesn't work for me. Yeah, yeah that like, doesn't work for me. And particularly when the evidence. It's a big gap, too. Well, yeah. In I mean, that case, it was the yeah. woman who actually discovered it was so afraid to publish it because it was so far out of the range that she almost didn't, and she finally did, and they drummed her out. They oh, wow. drummed her out of archaeology. You know, um, as I've kind of researched into some of this, you know, it seems like a lot of a lot of the issues with maybe the reason why the history doesn't line up is because there's the what was thought to be true, and like the right. scientific community might be on agreement. 
And then if you bring something that would shake the foundation or make that, you know, no longer be the case, it's yep. almost like, no, 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 let's just sweep this under the rug because that would just discredit everything that we've done. And uh, and I noticed that when we're going to get into the Giants here that um, that's my, kind of my take on as to why, you well, know, a lot of the – I heard Leach, I think, was, you know, was, the, was the, the guy that, that sort of was – he had the – he was the gatekeeper. The Smithsonian? Yeah, I heard Leach, the guy from yes. the Smithsonian. Yep. It was kind of the gatekeeper for 40 years. When a lot of these discoveries were made during his tenure there at the Smithsonian, and he had no interest in – well, and, and, and his his thoughts. And what, we're what I think we're jumping we're yeah, jumping ahead just go. a little bit because down, what yeah. what we're talking about we probably out explaining the yeah, audience a yeah, little bit. The, the the general theory is based on newspaper archives, beginning let's say in the late seventeenth. Well, there's there's written archives that go back further, but as far as more recent newspaper archives, let's say from eighteen hundred to about nineteen fifty. And you notice that around 19, in the 40s, they begin to disappear. You didn't see these articles that much. But during the heyday, let's say from 18, probably right after the Civil War, because that's when the great westward expansion mm -hmm. in the United States took place, well, that I'm sure you learned in high school, Manifest Destiny. Yes. Mm -hmm. And this is key to understanding this issue because the european settlers felt the manifest destiny they felt it was our destiny to control the whole sure. land area of the united states it led to the mexican-american war where we took california and texas yeah. but it also led to us really you know through violence and hostility yeah. overtaking the native people mm -hmm. now granted a lot of the natives were violent too and they would you know they the the comanches killed a bunch oh, of apaches yeah. and took all summer moon have you read that? yeah i have wow yeah <laughs> the comanches stuff. were bad Mean boys yeah they were <laughs> yeah. no doubt so the the point was and there was a guy named john west well hold on let me i digress as my history professor used to say so these articles talked about skeletons being found of giants and we're talking as big as 11 feet tall but they were yeah. generally between seven and ten feet tall sometimes had double rows of teeth yeah that was yeah it's pretty common among right yep. uh very often described with red hair mm. okay and there's there, there are thousands of these articles so what got me interested and i don't know russ if you've got that one article i sent you today from the southeast missourian uh i can check it out we had a oh, little bit of an email. oh yeah we did well yeah, i can in there it's in there <clears throat> uh, i can pull it up too it's i didn't even know if this was a real article look i got this i saw this on the internet is this, Which was you this never recent, know. or is this what got you into? This is what got me started on the whole giant thing. So I, you know, as I mentioned, I'd been studying quantum physics. I'd read a bunch of books about it, but when I saw you, you'd come across some YouTube video. There Wormholes. were giants. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those rabbit holes you yeah. go down it late at night. So this is the article that came up. The headline is Eight Giant Skeletons in Missouri Mounds." Light on pass might may be uh, shed. Can you airdrop that to the uh, yeah to the iPad here? Yeah, yeah, sure. Russell, iPad one, don't do two. <laughs> okay, I just got to figure out where the airdrop button is. Um, so there's eight skeletons found in Missouri. Yeah, here you know how to airdrop and these yeah. mounds or something that comes up. We'll get into that. Yeah, the, I mean better. the mounds, the mound builders. I mean. 
common mainstream archaeology, you know, they do talk about the mound builders, Just but you weren't, talk, you weren't taught that in history. You were taught about that most Native Americans, like the Kickapoo and the Delaware that were around here, mm -hmm. they were hunter-gatherers. They were sure. very primitive. And this is where we get into the whole manifest destiny and why it matters. If, if indeed there were high civilizations that existed in the United States, we would have a problem killing and destroying those civilizations in order to make this westward expansion. Mm -hmm. And so when, when early settlers and farmers would come across these mounds and they dig stuff up and they're finding bronze weapons, bronze shields, skeletons that are eight, nine feet tall, amazing archaeological structures as well <laughs> yeah totally yeah. but you know what you know the megalithic structures are the ones with I, massive stones you know 30 ton stones just yeah. like the pyramids we yeah. don't know how they move that stuff but i think that and we talked about this earlier is i think that this theory answers a lot more questions i agree than than it creates or that the other theories right right the mainstream media can can, can uh, explain you know megalithic objects Sure, they'd be a lot easier to move for someone that's eleven feet tall, and full, right. Right. full bore. <laughs> exactly, uh, and had know. and had technology. I mean that that technology that's also that an we're argument. even unaware of. I mean, look, there's yeah, there's a lot of yeah. It's we definitely... could we could dive so deep. I mean, there are boreholes in basalt, one of the hardest <laughs> rocks on Earth, like in different Egyptian. They're perfectly round, drilled holes. No that machine work, I believe, right? Yeah, no, no machine, machine tools. Okay, now how did they do that? Right now, you know what mainstream says? Oh, well, they used brass tools. Well, I've, heard, give me a I've break. heard brass and sand. And sand. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it took you <laughs> 300 years, and you still couldn't get a perfectly round hole. So yeah. there was ancient technology that's been lost, and that is kind of the well, overall theory of Graham Hancock. Sure, and, and I, I'd like to point out, too, it, to think the fact that if, if today there was an EMP or something and all of our digital information was lost. Yeah. All right. Something and half you our population was You might explain that to see what an EMP is. A uh, solar pulse. Yeah, it's a solar pulse. Yeah. Pulse. If, yeah. If, if something came in and, and, and destroyed all of our electronics. Yeah. Right. Anything stored digitally, not in a it's book, gone. not in, not even in tapes, and, and it, that doesn't matter. Anything that's not written down is gone gone mm -hmm. so all all of this intellectual property that exists all this technology could it's just it, yeah it's just it's gone to the wind so what's to say that couldn't have happened um back then you know and especially without written history it, yeah. it, you know to pass this kind of technology along and we're just sitting here with our you know sitting on our hands yeah, trying no. to figure out what's going on Real quick, I want to just ask sure. you first, um, because I know that from my point, before I really dove into this, I knew about the like the biblical uh, aspect giants, of right. giants. Yeah, yeah. and uh, but how did you kind of get into this? First? All right, so you're very well, you're the most well-versed yeah. person I've ever so seen. This this, article, so this article, I saw this on the internet. This uh -huh. is what started it off. This is what just started it off. Oh, okay. I just saw it on the internet, yeah, and I didn't know it was a real article, though. Yeah, I sure. mean, anybody can post crap, and people right. do. They, it's, it's still you know, happening right now. A lot of the pictures of so-called giant skeletons are hoaxes on the internet. Right. I'm so going to say that right up front. Yeah, let's be up front about that. Yeah, so this article says eight giant skeletons in Missouri mounds, and I'll just do the highlights. It's, the, it's an Associated Press. The byline is Springfield, our hometown. Okay. December 27th, this was in 1934. 
Discovery of eight giant human skeletons arranged in four layers so that each pair formed a cross in a shallow Indian mound near here apparently sheds new light on religious customs of prehistoric tribes who once inhabited the Ozarks. Reverend S.P. Newberry, Springfield archaeologist, believed it is highly probable the crosses formed by the skeletons were of religious significance. And he goes on, he talks about the Indian cross and death, and it says, in the crook of arm of each one of the skeletons was found an ancient stone sacrificial bowl with four strange idols recently discovered by... No, that looked similar to four strange idols recently discovered by Mr. Newberry in the Coleman Cavern north of Springfield. First of all, I'm going to say Coleman Cat. So this just intrigued me. I'm like, all right, is this total bullshit or is there right. something to this? Well, at the time, the newspaper, by the way, this wasn't the Springfield newspaper. This was in the southeast Missouri, and at it's least that's Boot what it Hill said. Area. Yeah. yeah, Cape yeah. Girardeau, Missouri. Sure. Um, so I went to the Springfield Library, and I knew this was in 1934. So back then, all they had was microfilm. It, nothing was digitized when oh, I first started yeah. researching this. So I had to take microfilm oh, and it's kind of, scroll <laughs> through these old papers. So the first thing I just wanted, is this Reverend Newberry, this SP, was he even a real person? Right. Well, it turns out, yeah, he was real, and he was a noted archaeologist oh. and minister. He, I found so many articles, and, and actually when Russ asked me to do this, I started getting back into it because now – the papers are digitized. They're digital, yeah. And I have uncovered things in the last couple of weeks. I had no idea. Oh, I bet that's a <laughs> yeah. world of difference. In yeah, I was, it was kind of funny. I was telling Joe, I was like, yeah, I asked him, and he's like all into it, and all of a sudden he's like knocking on doors. Oh, yeah, <laughs> totally. He's all balls to the wall about well, it. Well, I still want to fight. Look, Newberry went so far as to get the Springfield School Board to give him a $35,000 grant wow. to bring the artifacts that he this? had found in 1934. That's 34. a lot of money in 1934. Like a quarter million today. Oh my God. To bring these artifacts and have them in a public display for children to learn yeah. about prehistory. Number one, you got to ask, why didn't that ever happen? Because I for know real, for yeah. a fact that it never happened. And these. But when the article says that it was. That it was going to happen. That that was it's the plan. Say, right, right. They had approved the grant. And now I spoke to someone at Missouri State. Mm hmm. And she said, you know, we've dug into this a little bit for you, and it never happened. The, the grant was approved, but for some reason, it never went forward. And so my question is, well, what what happened to all these artifacts he found, and where are the skeletons? Where are the bones, yeah. as they said. Well, yep, and that is, well, he did send the skeletons to, guess, the Smithsonian. Smithsonian. <laughs> mm. I was going to say, it's yeah. something federally. Uh, and well, the, the Smithsonian at the time, and, and so now is probably the proper time to backtrack a little right. bit about we, the we conspiracy. We really jumped the gun, because I think that's... that's We've been researching we, a lot, That's too, what got us really excited about this, is yeah. when we really looked into it. All of these accounts, all these newspaper articles, are all kind of within the same time frame, There's within a 30, 40 within years. The yeah. right. Right. Those 30 or 40 years happen to be the tenure of the... Uh, I forget his position at the Smithsonian. His name He's is the uh, director of ethno uh, uh, anthropology. Something yeah, anthropology. Like that. His name's Herlicha. I forget his first name. Herlicha, yeah. Uh, but Herlicha, and and he was very stern, very racist dude. In fact, totally racist. Yeah, had a lot of thoughts about natives and how they're less uh, superior to us. Well, exactly. So anything that was proven the opposite that showed that they weren't 
inferior. Oh. There was also a gentleman named John Wesley Powell, the one-armed general, lost his arm in the I, Civil War. I'm familiar. <laughs> and he was the director of ethnology, which just means study of peoples, historical right, peoples, yes. for Ethics. the Smithsonian. Yes. Oh, okay. And the USGS, the U.S. Department of Geology. He was a very important man when it came to studying the native cultures in America. He was the most important. Yeah. He reported to your guy at the Smithsonian. And pal, there's a memo that was uncovered. Leecha at the yeah at the they worked they so worked together. I believe yes period, transition yes because he would have been way he would have been going Before, out by the time right. that Herlicha came in exactly. Early, pal had early left. 1900s. That's is right. When, is when he came in. That's right. And served until and pal was basically. doing it in 1880s, 1890s. So pa- runner in it really honestly. right. So Powell, there's a memo uncovered, and I can't remember. It was a directive to all these underlings that. I'm going to paraphrase. The gist of it was this: If we find any evidence in our of higher technology, you are not to publish those findings. Mm. It mm. is important that we show and the red man, as they called them, the natives. Yes. It's important that we show them as savage, it's brutal hunter gatherers. It was a part of the Indian War. Like he it probably was. he was very involved in the, in that uh in that part of well, and it, an it, understanding of the in, of, of his personal understanding of native america it's true and it, it's it's kind of weird when you think about it because he was right at the time he was making these studies the native americans were primitive and they were hunter gatherers yeah and this is true all across the globe and we can get into the the hancock yes, the carlson hancock, yeah. stuff that it actually seems that there was once these great civilizations and technologies, they disappeared. Right. And then from that arose these primitive cultures that eventually led to the society we have Which, today. And Hancock makes a great point, and I just heard it today. Yeah. He said, today, what would, if, 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 a, if a cataclysmic event happened today, and a few of us survived. We don't have the survival skills to exist. But these uncontacted tribes, like in the Amazon and stuff, life oh, isn't going to change for man. them. Right. We are fucked. Right. So, the, like you said, That's as, a- <laughs> as, as the, 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 the more primitive people are the ones that are going to come up. But, from, if, but if we showed up, one of us survived, showed up at one of those tribes, we could at least show them, hey, if you take this kind of rock, it'll start a fire. <laughs> hey, don't or kill the, me. The, I can tell you something. Yeah, yeah. I know shit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 I can tell you whatever you want to hear. Just don't fucking kill me. And, <laughs> I know you can. <laughs> and so this all leads into the giants. It seems that there really were ancient civilizations across the globe that had a much... It's like yeah. Puma Pinku, I think that's how you pronounce it, in Peru... The Incas were, you know, had a pretty high society, but the megalithic structures there, when the Spaniards arrived and asked them, wow, you built these, you're like, we didn't build these. This was all here. Well, this is even before the Olmec. They they were like, these were here already. We don't know that. We call them the ancient ones. And this is true all across the globe that these certain, even in you know the latest uh, discoveries on the Sphinx. I can't remember the geologist's name. Uh, yeah, I forget name. too. With the with the water erosion. Yes, he's proven that the Sphinx is seven, eight thousand years older. Yeah. Than current <laughs> archaeology. So, the further you go back in time, the higher the technology. Well, and yeah. until eleven thousand yes, years. I, and ago, we right? made this point yesterday. The, the radiocarbon dating is a new thing. Right. The archaeologists didn't have that tool in their tool pouch. That's right. When the they 30s. were making yep. these these uh, discoveries. That's exactly right. And so now that they have that, 
we can really piece the thing together, but there's still there's still the the good old boys club of of yeah, archaeology so, um, that's not willing to lose their grants. That, yeah, and it's money. A, to, a lot of it is funding, and like you said, Joe, mm-hmm. they don't want to be embarrassed that right. the work they did, you know, is mm-hmm. now come under question. Look, for the last forty years, archaeologists insisted that Clovis. Clovis Society came to North America, cost the Siberian land bridge 12,000 years ago. And before that, there was no man in North America. Consistently proven wrong. Yeah, and we know that is total bullshit. Absolutely. The Romans were here. The Phoenicians were here. The (laughs) Vikings were here. There were ancient uh, ancient, uh, Egyptians. Egyptians. Egyptians, exactly. (laughs) Farmers were finding Roman coins in their fields in the 1800s. To think that this massive land area didn't exist, so, right? Or it was just it was just before Columbus came. Before Columbus knew about it. I mean, right. I know it's almost. Dude, that's stupid. the biggest PR campaign of all time, that's right like there. They, what Columbus. They, what do they say? History is written by the uh, victors. The victors. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So on this, uh, James, is there a? Because I, I I've read into it multiple from the biblical standpoint. For mm-hmm. there's multiple different areas. Is there like a, a theory if we're gonna break down what the the base theory of 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 what we're talking about here, the giant, the yeah. giant people, or what what it is, because you're well, kind of touching on it with these higher. There's the hierarchy, these different civilizations that had. Different I don't think we know where they we came from, where if that's is. where you ask. Yeah, but like but a, I think honestly, if you look to the, and I'm not a biblical scholar or even a big believer. The giants, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. what's the? Uh, well, there's more in the Bible, honestly, about the giants and the different race. They identify yeah. races of. Very, I think we discovered the other night uh, the the the. It's one of the best uh, written histories of the giant one of the best yeah. archives of giant history right uh that exists especially well, over over priest I mean, not prehistoric but you know and, and not even time. in the bible there's a book called the book of enoch, enoch. You know? yes that's what I well say, yeah. that was the dead sea scrolls was that a part of that i think it's what are they caught and you, you might know this but they, there's books that are considered biblical that aren't in the they bible it, yeah. they have an official i mean they're recognized i, I guess as, i always considered those as the dead sea scrolls which may not necessarily be true now the dead sea scrolls were more of a if, if i remember right they were found in a cave in egypt and what they allowed us to do was translate hieroglyphics oh, into I, modern I, I language. i thought there was multiple missing books of the bible and now, now some of those may have been because my history on that part isn't very clear. Again, but there we're not could biblical be. scholars no, no. here. But the Book of Enoch talks about uh, these giants to where men look like grasshoppers. Yeah, these giants were so mm-hmm. big. Well, even Genesis mentions. I mean, it's it's well, right there in Enoch the first is in Genesis. Yeah, that's like the yeah. Right. Even yeah. in Genesis, and they were it's, called, it's right off the bat. Almost. And the giants supposedly, if you know, according to the Bible, came about when the Nephilim. Yes, were the fallen angels, and they in the book of Enoch it says of the they saw the daughter of men and found them to be very fair. They went to Earth, you know. They, they, they want to fuck them. <laughs> they had some wood for these chicks. That's what's going on, right? So these, yeah, these fallen and they mated with these uh, women, and they made giants, and that's where it came. Right. Now, here's what some I've always found very interesting about it: Bigfoot. I'm not saying Bigfoot's a giant, but we know he's supposed to be big if he's real. Mm-hmm. The one pretty credible DNA study about it, they found the mother's DNA was 100% human. The mother's. The father's DNA is unknown. Well, that sort of goes and, back. And that goes well, back to the Dennis, Nephilim. Uh, yes. Yeah. The, Denisovans. the Denisovans and the Neanderthals, right. Right? which is proven. 
Yeah, know? we all have Denisovan yeah. and Neanderthal yeah. genetic material in right. our it's, DNA. It's interspecial right? uh, mating, mm-hmm. you know. So it, it, it kind of it confirms in a way uh, this biblical... Well, and you kind of got to wonder why, if Bigfoot is real, that there's a lot of evidence the government's covering it up. Well, why are there, they covering it up? I mean, there's a lot of reasons for that that well, I that could goes give back, you, but... That goes back kind of to our uh, Smithsonian argument. Right. Uh, allegedly, there's a, there's a vault... Where all the stuff is kept. Yeah. You know. Only government hey, but, officials yeah, have access which, which to. Which is pretty but. Indiana Jones. Uh, well, yeah. That in, case, the Indian, uh, the Indiana sense. Jones is cool as hell. But, you know, Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Hollywood. There's a, there, Can I ask you a question? Sure. Yeah. Uh, as I was thinking about this, has the whole Ancient Aliens series uh, been good or bad for the theory of giants and ancient civilizations Ah, you know i don't think they get into the whole giant thing that much more so ancient uh yeah i mean there's there's one guy they do interview pretty often on the show named la marzulli who i've gotten to know online through email and i've interviewed him on nick's show um, before and uh marzulli definitely and he's he did a whole series of uh videos you can i think you can find them on youtube called the watchers the Watchers, yeah. we one, were, two, but, three. And that's part and, of the, the Mar- whole folklore there. Marzulli's no sl- intellectual slouch. The dude sure. knows his stuff. I will say, he's. A, I mean, he is a hardcore Christian. He yeah. is. And so he think, looks at it from more of a biblical but I think, perspective. I think that, I think that uh, the Christian religion validates uh, giants more so than, yeah. than, than any other. Because it's a, it's a basic part of the story. And I do this. think that giants are mentioned perhaps even in, well, in the Quran and, and, uh, and, and know, other yeah, religious yeah. scripture. Well, there's well, multiple theories, too. It's like, why wasn't there more mentions? It's because, well, maybe they were so common back then. It's like, why right. we don't need to put them in the... We don't, you know, everybody's going to know. I've heard that, theory. It's like... Why just? But, it's like why mention yeah, a tree so, squirrel? Like, uh, well, but this is that. what most people don't realize. If you talk to anyone, say in 1930, mm-hmm. 35, and said, "Hey, was there a race of giants?" They'd look at you like, "Of course, everybody knows that." I'm dead right. serious. Well, no, but all it, those all those newspaper articles, all those findings in America, right? But here's the, here's what people don't get. When I first got into this, I found that one article, so I started looking for others, and I'm like. Well, you, well, found not one, on, you found one live on this. No, I know, ago. I know, but the the thing is, most newspapers still, even to this day, over ninety percent have not been digitized. That wow, yeah. information has to be found in local libraries through a search of microfilm. And who people so we don't have, time have any to, idea? Yeah. No, but what you can do. So this is what I did. I went and paid ten dollars for a prescript uh, prescription <laughs> for a subscription to newspaperarchive.com. Oh, okay. Is it across the nation? Is yeah, it like an nationwide. Okay. I started doing a search for like just giant skeletons. Unbelievable. I mean, every day there'd be new discoveries. And wow. and so it would name the scientists that went to the site. You know, so-and-so mm-hmm. from New York or the, the Smithsonian were sent to Ohio to this mound to to inspect the giant bones. And then you look those guys up, they're the leading archaeologists of the day. These wow. weren't slouches. Do most of these end with sent to the Smithsonian? Sent to the Smithsonian. Yeah. You know, it kind of reminds me of the Men in Black movies. Like they, <laughs> yeah. They, they, they literally, they go to they I know. reports of aliens. You yep. go and you wipe it off and wipe the evidence. Exactly. That's right. And so that's, Well, aliens have a lot more where, selling power, I think, than giants do. So right. the, that's why we're kind of seeing the slow roll of alien 
and shit where they yeah. eventually they're going to have to answer for it. So they're doing it. They're, that's not going <laughs> to no, happen. Right? That's not going to happen for Giants. So there's definitely, yeah, because there's the article. They do like stop right, right around 40s or 50. When does they, the articles kind of just I think it, they really slowed down a little bit in the 40s. And then and then after, post-World War II, I think for one thing, most of rural America, most of these fields had already been plowed. The, the mounds had all been discovered. Sure. Uh, so there weren't new archaeological digs going on, but like the Cahokia Mounds uh, yes, near St. Louis, yes. so just on the other right, side of the, the bridge, river, yeah. they haven't dug into those. Now let me ask you this, because uh, you it would seem kind of over a presentation, yeah. and the first thing you mentioned is the Mississippian people yep. and the mound. What, the is mound the, what is the connection between giants and mound builders? Well. We, According to the newspaper archives, that in many of these mounds, there were found giant skeletons. Now, we don't know if they were a separate race. My theory is that the Mississippian culture came out of the giant culture, came after, and it very well could have come at the Younger Dries, the cataclysmic sure. event that happened, that we believe happened, what, 11,800 yeah, years ago. Yeah. yeah, the end of the last ice age. and it the was rapid ending. Rapid ending. Creating which, floods. <laughs> floods, <laughs> yes. which is also in the Bible, right? Yes. And we're yes. not trying to prove the Bible here. It's not Bible only in the Bible, tonight. it's yeah. in all major religions. Every major religion flood. has a cataclysmic flood story, every single yeah. one. And not just religions, just tribes of people yeah. they talk about about the great flood so guys like randall carlson and graham hancock have put forth a theory and i know you've read a lot about yeah, this yeah, yeah. Uh, well it's not hard i just watched joe rogan <laughs> right, right he's a big promoter of this so well it makes like his, so and, and honestly like we were talking before the show mainstream mm-hmm. is kind of coming around it is yeah. it is well but because they have the evidence to back it up these right. nano diamonds and nuclear glass yep. found all over the world yeah that's in the same layers of time yeah, so Come what on. we ought to tell the listeners, yeah. the idea yeah, is that there the was a, yeah, him, yeah. Well, there was a comet. There was a comet or a meteor or a large comet that broke up and impacted the Earth. And they think one of the impact sites is right outside the Yucatan. In yes. the, um, well, wasn't that the... Also, the site of the like the dinosaur. Or maybe I could be getting. I think the, I think the younger Dryas was up more towards Greenland, Canada, Greenland, the northern area. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And the other one was a 65 million. Yes, years that's ago. A 65 Sorry. million. Yeah, I get, I get a lot of impact theories. But it was. But yeah, it was an impact that actually it raised the temperature like within weeks, and yes. you know half of North America was covered with ice yes. twelve thousand years yep. ago. Past England, past uh, yeah. And and all of a sudden the impact hit raises the temperature, massive floods. Now it's completely new earth, and it wiped out the pin. the The idea is that the giants were wiped out at that time. Well, and and that's what I wanted to kind of question you on, yeah, because I was interested. Because I believe it makes sense to me the theory that a lot of these uh, megalithic sites were built by giants. by giants. Yep. Yes, it's because you know obviously big big. Objects, big stone objects, be way easier. Forty ton, yeah, yeah, be handled by giants. That'd be that, right. That kind of, I, I can believe that. But there's a lot of um, giants after this impact theory that are dated that kind of throw that theory a little bit. You think those are just survivors from that? I, you, you know, maybe. Yeah, but that? remember, you, uh, Joe. I think you said it. We didn't really have radiocarbon dating, sure. so these discoveries. Like, yeah. like the mounds, you know, that Newberry discovered near Springfield, they never put a date to those. All they sure. say is prehistory in the Ozarks. So those, what the hell is that? Right, so those yeah, could have be been before. 12,000 years yeah. ago. 
Yeah, okay. You know, Rockwall, Texas, I don't know if you had a chance to look no, at it. I, I sent you that. Rockwall is amazing. One of the most amazing stories. And I actually got to be kind of buddies online with the guy who did a documentary about it. It's hard, it's hard to find this documentary. I can't even remember what it's called, but it's about the ancient American history you've never seen or something. And it, he really spent a lot. He traveled all across the country, but he lives in Rockwall. It's called Rockwall because when these farmers in the 1800s started digging their fields, all of them hit this wall. Actually, I may have heard something about this. Oh, it's past, been yeah. on, I think, Ancient Aliens. I, that done may have been what I've heard. Yeah. And I, now some people say that it's a natural formation. But I, I mean, yeah, this, this is huge blocks. It's crazy. And the, as the story goes, the old newspaper said that under the where the courthouse is in Rockwall, there was actually a tomb with a 12-foot long uh sarcophagus yeah wow for and giant skeletons again found under rockwell texas so but the the sheer volume of articles it's is what has convinced most researchers you know i think i sent you um some names of a guy the 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 one book giants who roam north america and the, the Smithsonian cover cup. I think his name was... Uh, it sounds like the exact book I want to read right now. It's, uh, this guy, <laughs> that this covers book, uh, well, this my guy, main point. This guy was... Uh, I'll think of his name here in a minute. But he, he was a very well-known investigative reporter and author. I mean, he, he had done stuff for HBO. And I've heard interviews with him and they asked, well, why'd you get into Giants? He goes, well, I'm... I'm like, my family's all real tall. I'm like six, eight. And, and he goes, mm-hmm. and I saw some story in the internet, kind of like me, mm-hmm. and just got me interested. So he once again got the subscription to newspaperarchive.com and he was totally blown away. I mean, yeah. we're talking yeah. tens of thousands of articles, all mentioning the most leading, credible scientists of the day, all saying, yeah. yes, there were gi- a race of giants that lived in North America. And let's remember, news, printed newspaper was... It was the deal. It was the deal. And also, that not a long... Not a, that's a short time frame. That's right. Yeah. A lot of that stuff was categorized exactly. in that short time frame. Joe, you sound like you got like something a, over here. Well, I mean, Lincoln City, Oregon uh, was a site where they had, like, there was a... There's a lot of history about this. Uh, here, you can pull it up here. Yeah. Where they found some eight-foot uh, tall uh, skeleton. This all started in the 1700s. and then, um, But it was, the guy was worshipped as a god, apparently, among these people. And, and that's a theory I have as well. Um, but this is one of the uh, information about that that I was looking into. So this is, yeah, it, literally, no matter where you look, you're seeing this pop up all over. Right, you should look up over. The, the Californ- in California. Oh, gosh. Can't remember the name. There was a... Uh, and this is well known. I think it might have been the Ute tribe mm. that all told about the race of cannibalistic giants, and they ended up having to smoke them out. Now they're still <laughs> no, they burned them in a cave, and they're still they're still at this site. You can go to this site, and they have a museum there, and they show like sandals. Oh yeah, that are this big, and that huh. I mean, there's evidence. Of giant, and there's a guy in, uh, I think it's in Texas, who has a femur bone that's about this big. That's definitely thirty six inches long. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there is some hard evidence now, out there, but one, mainstream science just poo poos. Now, it. now what's interesting, and we we had kind of had this question earlier, and we'd found like like I said earlier, you have a pretty large online footprint. Yeah, and so we'd found some comments you'd made, and it kind of sparked oh, no. our, sparked our interest. <laughs> was it to oh, that? Yeah, was was it to go, that? Uh, it was about the tooth. I was about to oh, ask yeah, about yeah, his yeah, yeah. So, Tell us a little bit about your what that 
you yeah, on the explain show your time on the history. Yeah, okay, all right. You guys well, did find some stuff. It looked like, but we I, did. I'd like to get your perspective. Sure, because what's yeah. all the so show G- and what's real? How did know? that all start? Yeah, anyway, well, yeah. Jim Vieira. So, any I had begun to research this. I was researching this story and Newberry and his other finds. I was actually. I traveled all around all Springfield looking for this cave, which actually wasn't Coleman. It's Holman. I think I know where it is, but it's on private land. It's no. Jerry J- Jerry Jones <laughs> yeah. owns it. It's very hard to get onto. The guy that owns the Dallas <laughs> yeah. Cowboys also owns a giant cave. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, uh, so, uh, so anyway, Jim Vieira. I saw one of his talks on YouTube. Now he's the guy from the he's the him and his brother. Yeah, his brother they're stonemasons and they're yes. from uh, Massachusetts. Yes, you and can tell by the accent. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and he's written several books with a guy named Hugh Newman, who yes. I'm sure you came across. Hugh, yeah. who I've yeah. talked to Hugh, but Jim and I became buddies online through email. Sure, yeah. And I think we even talked on the phone a couple times. And so he calls me or emails me one day. I can't remember which. And he's like, "Look." History Channel just asked me to do a show about wow, so you giants. Were, you were one of the first calls? Like, yeah. And oh, yeah, shit, before really? the show was even in production, he hey. said, so we want to plan the first few episodes. One of the first ones I wanted, I'd love to do one in the Ozarks and do it with you. The Deep South, as he called it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. We're in the Deep like South. Yeah. Huh. So the show was called Search for the Lost Giant, Giants, and uh, we shot it. We didn't actually look into the Springfield story that I had been researching. Right. We looked into another uh, story that took now, place that in chose? Steelville. Did you just? Did you just? That was the one the most likely to have evidence, or the easiest um, to get access to. How did that work? Production. Once again, it was a it was a newspaper article. Well, you okay. didn't find the newspaper. Oh, well, I'm sure there were other no, newspaper articles. No, no, this was another. This was a different newspaper article about an eight foot skeleton that had been dug up in a cave. Um, called uh, Puckett's Cave. Puckett's Cave. Yep. Yeah, and it's it's Steelville is between yeah Billy Harmon, it's between here and St. Louis, about halfway in between. It's near Waynesville, Missouri, right. and off it's the Merrimack River. Merrimack River, and it's a beautiful, heavily forested area. Explains the machete. Yeah, well, I mean, so the first thing. Bef- Can I ask you about that real quick? Sure. Seemed like you could have just walked through that. Did you? Was, was there a producer dude, back was, there, like saying, "Like, dude, James, please just swing that." Hat. Nah, it, I'm telling you, it was thick. Was it okay? Good. And, and I'll give you the the background. I mean, this was a serious. Well, first of all, before they even decided to do that episode in the Ozarks, I had to look into it more present your research to well jim History said Channel look here's jim jim's like no jim was like look here's the article can you look into this for me he's in massachusetts right history is wherever they are new so york he brought the article to you right and wanted you to do the research. right because i live here and you guys are oh, close yeah. buddies at this point okay. yeah so i i grabbed a friend of mine brad dobler who's in that episode he's yeah. a he's a ge- he had a geology degree and he's a buddy and i thought it'd be more fun to have a buddy you know it's <laughs> kind of like you two knuckleheads right <laughs> yeah yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so the first thing we decided to do is let's find this damn cave is there really a cave there because you don't know the story's 80 90 years old you know so uh, that was a rigmarole. I mean, we almost got shot. We were on someone's land, the wrong uh, land. This is all before the show even. Oh, no, way before yeah. the show. So, so the groundwork. He yeah. sent you in to do the dirty work, right? <laughs> yeah. And let me tell you, there's certain. And Wes, one guy even told us. He goes, "Look, people move to this part of the country because they don't want to be found. Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're talking out in the sticks. This is yeah. really rural, heavily forested." And it's it's a little piece of heaven. I mean, if you had ten acres there, it's 
gorgeous oh, Mark Twain beautiful. National Forest. Oh, wow. Just the fact that you found a cave, you know, it kind of matched up with the... Well, we found the cave. Did you cave, know it was yeah. the cave, or did you just find a cave and it matched all well, of the... Well, we knew, we after talking to a bunch of locals, doing a lot of research, uh, more Which research might I add, you were library. one of the best local researchers Well, I've I enjoy seen. that. I <laughs> appreciate that. Talking to people, that. hitting the pavement. But, you know, being a history major, when you have to do a term paper and stuff, you have to research historical events. Not just So books. that helped me. Right, right. Yeah. right. I had never done newspaper research, so it was new. I had to go to the library and go, what's the microfilm? How do I use it? You know, <laughs> Am I going to break yeah. this? <laughs> yeah, right, right. But anyway, so we, we, we finally got permission to get this guy said, I think this is the cave, you know, and it, it was the cave and blah, blah, blah. We got on the land. We met the guy, and Brad and I walked up this trail. It was treacherous. It looked awful. I can tell you. awful. <laughs> I mean, it was straight up. We get to the top, and it's it's August, and the Ozarks is so hundred percent humidity, just time. sweat pouring out, you know. And anyway, there's this opening in this cave, and so we found the cave. Once we found the cave, did you buzz the History Channel? Like, well, hey, yeah, we, we oh, got oh, it. yeah. And I mean, Eagles he, landed. We yeah, got it. He's so excited, <laughs> yeah. and they're like, "Okay, we're doing it." So then we, they, I'm trying to remember. I think we did it twice. They came down once. Because they had to scout the area. And when the history was here, I mean, we had two safety experts. And what you can't like, see, that hill is really treacherous. They had a line for us. Like the, a safety like a, line, yeah, yeah the, that wow, we can like hold on to. There was a medic. Um, oh, wow. oh, yeah. I mean, it's just a, you you're know. You're going out in the middle of nowhere. Nowhere. Yeah, and yeah. it's a major <laughs> network. I've done a, I Oh, yeah. A well, it's probably a union type of gig. Like, probably. Uh, as far as I mean, they had a tent goes. set up and we had catered yeah. lunch. All right. Let me put right. it that yeah. way. So it was. No, it was <laughs> Billy Bob's barbecue. But no, I was going to ask you real quick spare rib in? Was it any good? Because it caught my Is attention. That where, oh, that's, that's where, where we met. met. It's right in my spare notes. Spare rib in. Bigger than anything else. Spare rib in. Right. Yeah. I think. Yeah, we ate there. It's a cool little place. I mean, it's what you would you think of as a typical small town diner. It was Good. all like cedar booths, you know. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And Got it was kind of weird because the old locals, big guys and fat guys in overalls. And then you here know, comes the History yeah. Channel producers. Yeah, and we've got cameras in there, and they're like, "What the hell?" I mean, everybody in town in Steelville, sure they knew oh, something yeah, was going absolutely. on because yeah. there's scenes in there where, but we, Jim and I, literally were walking from one place. To the library, and they're following us with cameras. <laughs> it reminds and, me of Andy Griffith. <laughs> I know, right? And Mayberry. <laughs> so, you know, what we found, though, what I thought was amazing, the original article we found was kind of a printed internet copy, a photocopy. When we went to the library in Steelville, we found the original article from the st louis post dispatch the post wow. dispatch is that that was post dispatch they that was the article sent a photographer yeah. Yeah. from st louis to steelville and that's the picture where you see and the skeleton a lot of credibility and another a guy yeah. who's six foot tall laying next i thought to that was the steelville ledger so they took well the, they took it from the st louis post. yeah so yeah. they took that that's article correct. and posted it that's in right. the st louis dispatch. that's right wild so, so and they the, had a lot of credibility. That's then. what I'm saying. The Post Dispatch was the most credible paper in Missouri at the East, time. At least yeah. west of Mississippi, right? Right. <laughs> um, no, that's that's crazy because I noticed that uh, 
not only you keep it going on, but yeah, like just the fact that that just goes to show the credibility and the fact that that's likely that someone really was. They took a real picture. Cause it's a right. journalism. Yeah. yeah, and Photoshop at that time was unheard of. No, there was oh, no yeah, Photoshop. There was no, fake, no, and, and that back then. when you yeah. see the microfilm on the post, the Steelville ledger is real grainy. The other one was a clear photograph. So after the fact, you went back and found the post during the filming of the during show. The that was the post dispatch. Yeah, the one we saw. That's on the when show. we found it. They during made it the sound show. like it was a Steelville ledger. Well, it was, well, but it was originally a the caption. Of the thing is like it says St. Louis. The yeah. photographer was from the post dispatch. Oh, okay, all right, that makes and, sense. And I'm not sure who wrote the article. It may have been a reporter from Steelville or the post dispatch. But it was pretty. Per- I mean, it was. It's pretty like detailed. photograph credit, you know. If yeah, we were doing sure, an article, you know, right. Well, and then, of course, the finding of the tooth was a really big deal. And I was going to ask you about yeah. that. I think that really no, piqued no, our interest. Yeah, go. What but happened? Where did, where did you kind of find yeah, They never really gave us an answer. Big tooth, but yeah, I like I'll, I'll tell you exactly what it was. Yeah. One thing that's kind of cool about it, you know who found it? The cameraman. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Brad. Did they throw it back in and then. So what, ha- what they did was during the show, they split. Split us into two groups. Jim and I went into town to research at the library. Right. Bill and Brad, Brad being the geologist, they they were digging. Literally, he had his tools, and we had permission. You know, it was a privately owned cave. Now, if we had found any, uh, you know, bones or anything, you can't can't disturb that. And right, so right. when we found well, the you- tooth. It was big, but it looked like a human tooth. When we you took called it the to the corner, yeah. right? I mean, you, you have to. Yeah, well, it's you can legally, get in trouble yeah. if you don't. But what I found it interesting. He's like, he's just like, oh yeah, just bag it and bring it on in. Right, right. <laughs> well, you know, if you find Indian remains, there's a, a law that was passed, which a is federal very, law. Yeah, which is very pertinent to the whole giant thing, and a lot of people think it was done intentionally to cover more of it. Really? Up. You? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that makes sense, but I don't know about the the well, law. Well, the law was passed in the seventies. And it basically says any remains of any type of archaeological, anthropological remnants of any, you know, uh, a Native American, you cannot disturb. If you find it on your land, you immediately have to call the have authorities. To right. Yep. You know, so but, those laws were in effect when you were looking at they were in effect now, but back in the you know, back in the thirties, forties, it was the Wild West. Guys like Newberry were out looking for relics because he was a scientist, but there were also, you know, Huck and Billy Bob looking for treasure. Right. Which as <laughs> one of the articles I read back then said it's so stupid because none of the any but they were finding giant skeletons with brass shields. Jewelry Imagine stuff, if, right? if yeah, you had yeah. a brass shield yeah. from yeah. an ancient Eight foot. Ju- we'd I mean, be hearing yeah. about it. It'd I mean, be on display. right. And you know, there were some valuable things found. I think they mentioned a copper axe. Copper uh, axe. Yep. Yeah. Well, Newberry's. You know, not to get off track, but the the guy, the Springfield guy that I researched. I mean, he was finding pottery on the James River. Yeah. Of wow. panther head stuff. I mean, the Delawares weren't throwing pottery <laughs> with that <laughs> right, I mean, ornate they pottery. They just weren't. There were civil. Once again, bring through. There were civilizations that were more advanced yeah. in this area before the the Kickapoo and the Delaware. Yeah. And and yeah. The, there's another tribe. I can't Which, Osage. Yeah, it yeah. It, uh, it it all really makes a lot of sense when you think about a, a mass extinction. Oh, yeah. I was you know, totally. Ask to James, do you have your own? Because there's a lot but, you could you yeah. could take it. There's a probably a hundred different ways you can interpret this. and take your own theory based on what this is. Do you have your own personal that you you believe? As in, I don't know. Like, all I know, I do, all I know is that I do believe there are other races of hominids 
And I think there might still be undiscovered. I mean, we just we just found in Indonesia, we found the hobbit hominid. I can't remember the proper oh, scientific yeah. name. Is a four-foot hominid. Yeah. Is a direct if relation a to humans. If a person could exist, why couldn't an eight-foot Right. Person? You know, these reports of the Denisovans you brought up, yep. that was just discovered, what, 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. And, then it did, and, then, and then a hermit lived there, and then another right. 30 years went by until somebody actually took it seriously. Like I know. And, and looked but like, I didn't tell you about the yeah, tooth. No, i, I got to finish say, that let's story. Get, let's get back to the so tooth. So we found the tooth. It looked exactly like a front tooth of a person, but, but it bigger. was huge. You saw it personally? Oh, yeah, I held it. I mean, we were freaking out about it. It's like, oh, my gosh. Uh, It turned out it was a bison tooth. Oh, really? So for sure. Yeah, for sure. We we were able to identify it, but it was after the show already aired. We had to send it off. And you know what? That's where they left us kind of hanging on I know, and I didn't like that. That was the – I will say this. The History Channel was totally honest about everything. That one thing bothered me a little bit. They should have said – uh, you know, uh, crawling on the screen, the tooth was further yeah, identified. They just kind of device. ignored the fact and right. moved on. And, right. Yeah. But it really of- doesn't matter. Look, we know that an eight-foot skeleton was discovered in that cave. The yeah. photographic the evidence. Yeah. Everybody, look, there were people in town. The skeleton, before it was sent to the Smithsonian, was in a doctor's office for several years. <laughs> yeah, R.C. Parker. R.C. Parker. We talked to people that knew Dr. Parker. Yeah. Yeah, I Can saw I- Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, do you regret? There, there's one line me and Joe kind of chuckled at. Could, oh, there's several. You go, you go, I can say without reservation, that's a photo. Do you well, regret saying that? Not kind of. That's, awesome. that's my favorite. No, but, <laughs> you know, in context, if you don't understand it too much. I the, feel like that's what happened. It well, was yeah, sort of the pulled first, out of context. Well, the first The pic- way they said it. And the first pictures it. were these grainy things. When we were at the library, I'm like, that's a photo. It blew me yeah. away. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. It was clearly Because it's real. a photo of, of because actual before, evidence. Because before, it almost looked like a drawing right. almost. Yeah. The way yeah. it had been, you know, degraded by being you on the internet and photocopied. Yeah. Right. Just the way, I, maybe it's the way the produced, like the way it's it was. The way, well, well, the way it was there's a couple well, things we we said in there that we still laugh about. I think that, <laughs> the one of them was the one in the library. Where, That's a, yeah. And then another one where Brad goes, it's a tooth. <laughs> like that. So uh, I have a few points, and maybe mm-hmm. you can kind of clarify if you have any thoughts on these two. So sure. one thing I did notice, and this kind of maybe brings some credibility, is like uh, even like with the natives and tribes, and it goes with the Bible too, they reported like uh, this Native American tribe talking about these red-headed giant cannibals. Yep. In the Bible, yep. the fallen angels, they, they had sex with the women on the earth. They made, uh, it was half, and a, half angel, half a demigod, basically, half right. uh, human, which they they became cannibals and they ate all the you know basically what caused the flood to happen. Yeah. Um. So that 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 they had nothing to do with Christianity, though. Native Americans and like you know how right. would, how would they have, why would they have the same storyline of these giant cannibals? I know and, uh, it's very strange, but a, yeah, you know, there's evidence that that is uh, ancient Israeli tribes right. were in America. I mean, that's the thing we just don't, don't know. know. Prior to Younger Dryas, which is the what we believe the cataclysmic event that happened 11,800 years ago, there's just not much knowledge. And what knowledge there is, I think, is highly protected. Right. They don't want us to know. And again, like and you said earlier, question. if there's a mass extinction and, and the only evidence of human life before that was from the Amazon tribes, what could we really yeah. gather from that? What could well, we really understand about life before this ma- massive impact? about, too, is they always seem to be found in caves. 
Right. Right. Yeah. The, this is the one I was trying to think of in California. It's called Love, Love Lock Lock Cave. Cave. Yeah, I was just reading that. Yeah, that's. And I mean, that story, a woman, a member of the, the uh, native tribe wrote a book about it. And, you know, she talked about... I have it here, Russell. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, they, they were the Ka, a race of red-haired giants, 10 feet tall, who terrorized their neighbors with cannibalism. And it says, the cave is real, and you can drive to it. It's in Lovelock. The stories are real. And, you know, apparently, the, it is the, yeah. the, uh, the museum there is really cool. I'd love to so, go there. Yeah supposedly yeah supposedly now jim knows jim knows somebody that that has done a lot of uh research into this particular event actually it's hatcher childers oh really childers Uh, is he related to david that's what I'm talking about. The guy on Ancient Aliens, yeah, 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 David yeah, yeah. Hatcher Childers. Oh, okay. That's his middle I name. I didn't know that middle name. Right, right. So Jim, Jim, knows him, Jim knows him real well. And he said that uh, he's fairly certain that the museum in Lovelock, Nevada, had, I said California, it's Nevada, right? I believe it's Nevada. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, Lovelock Cave. It's in um, Humboldt. Think Humboldt, California. It's California. Right? It's okay. California. Yeah, they, the, oh, so the Humboldt tribe, Giants. Though, is that the Native American tribe yeah, well, they, parts of Nevada, Utah, and Arizona. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It was all that area. Well, apparently, they uh, at one time they had bones on display, giant bones from the cave. What year was wow. this? Do you off the In top the like fifties, right 50s? around the end of the. Uh, I know. Yeah. Look, there's a lot of things that have been covered up. I mean, p- for people to say that our government doesn't cover things up, it's such BS. I mean, so much of it has been exposed, oh, yeah. we know you, know, they the, do, you know, the syphilis yeah. experiments they did on African Americans, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, absolutely, or, uh, yeah, or any of the uh, the LSD experiments, yeah, yeah. Uh, MK Ultra, the CIA uh, did. You know, they were doing remote viewing, not experiments. They had. You know, at the San Francisco Institute, the CIA had 10 remote viewers, and they actually found people. They found a hostage, <laughs> a, re- a remote viewer, huh. which is another show, but a remote viewer <laughs> fa- found a hostage who uh, was in Italy. They actually wow. sent the authorities to a certain place. So, I mean, there's all kinds, you know. Yeah. And it's really my thing. I'm, trying, I'm always trying to pinpoint it so hard. It's like, but what are they covering this up for other than what is it? Well, I know, think the Smithsonian thing is ego, honestly. Well, the Smithsonian part, but the fact that government, I mean, honestly, they're like. Well, I mean, a, look, we have like a bad a enough stuff. name right now for what True. we did to the Native Americans. What yeah. if it were found out that we'd covered up uh, that there was high technology? I mean, the Egyptian, look, the Egyptian authorities are supposedly from people in the know some of the worst Uh, yeah the name hazar wawan yeah he is horrible at at you know he won't even he won't interview he'll walk away from he won't entertain the idea that the sphinx is seven thousand years old graham hancock right right? he won't even entertain it (laughs) look people in academia my brother's one of people in academia the most stubborn obstinate People, not all well, it of them. It doesn't benefit them to think. Well, you'd think they'd be the most open, pe- right. open-minded people, but they're not. And there's a lot of prehistory, particularly in America, that's been covered up. And if you really want to read, I mean, look, look for the giants who roamed ancient America. That book blew me away. I mean, who's and, that by? I want to say. Oh, you'd have to ask me that. I can't. <laughs> yeah. I want to say his name is. See, I get. I always get. 
I want to say he's Newberry too, but that's Sterling Newberry, the the Reverend. Giants uh, that run the earth, or is it North America. America? Yeah, I think it's called the Giants that roamed North America. But you know, also just hey, pay the ten, but you can get a free newspaper. I think it's at newspapers dot com. They'll let you do go free for a week if you're serious. Do your free deal and search yeah. for giant skeletons. The number of articles that you'll turn up. Well, and I think it's interesting the time frame of those articles. I know. Right. They're all within a certain time frame, yeah. and then they kind of disappear. Kind of really the heyday was post-Civil War. Yep. Up uh, until the th- end, end of the World War, War Yeah, or the 30s and, like, yeah. the beginning of World War II. Yes. Well, but that was, that was Herlitsky's Four- entire tenure. He right. left right. around the World War II. Well, and, and remember that westward expansion, you know, uh, Oklahoma wouldn't even made a state till like, 1918. But, I mean. Well, yeah, Indian territory yeah, I mean, the, the, that. Exactly. And, and the uh, civ- Civil War ended in 65, so. We weren't really, didn't, weren't major pop. It wasn't until after the Civil War you had this mass exodus of Europeans wanting to conquer the West. Well, they're all digging up fields and they're finding, look, yeah. there's mounds everywhere. We talked about Illinois well, earlier. Illinois, Cairo. That, that princess one, there, the princess there in yeah. Illinois. Oh, they had the Why is there a town named Cairo? Can you tell? I just read, pulled this up. Ulysses Crans Course. With the, uh, it Egypt. says at the Humboldt Museum at the there's several artifacts, including um, uh, the red hair, the giant skulls of the red haired giant skulls. They're not on public display. However, okay. yeah, if you ask to view them, you'll likely be able to. Where's this at? At the Humboldt Museum. At this one in the California thing we were uh, talking Lovelock, about. Nevada, Lovelock, in the Nevada. Humboldt, okay. Yeah, dry lake bed. So, what, but see, yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I don't, what website is that? Because I'm only. I, that's the thing. It's only in your state.com. I've never heard of it. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, like I said, Hatcher, <laughs> David Childress, Hatcher Childress said that they had giant it, bones there. If I want to be credible, so this one, yeah, I yeah. say Hatcher Childress. No, I always know him as Dave, David Hatcher Childers. I always know him as David Childers. It's fine. And you say Hatch, I'm like, dude, is that like an income? I don't N-word? know why he's one of those guys that a lot of shows he's you on. Think he's usually reinventing himself. He's kind of like Lee Harvey Oswald. You yeah, never notice all those killers have three, <laughs> three names. names. Yeah, 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 I don't know yeah. what the hell that's all about. <laughs> yeah. but that's uh, another yeah. show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. John Wilkes <laughs> Booth. <laughs> yeah. but, but you know the whole giant thing. I do believe this. Well, you have to believe one or the other. Either there was this mass, mass conspiracy to fool all of America that these giant skeletons were being dug up or it was real. It's one or the other. There's no in-between here. There, When you see the sheer number of articles and the names associated, leading scientists of the day... I tend to lean to the favor that this was a real phenomenon. You know, I, I really do. Absolutely. Do you have any thoughts on? It's like some of these are beyond what you would consider gigant. What is the? What's some the, of them are. The, uh, oh, gigantism. What, what's yeah. the difference between gigantism and, well, and ancient race? Yeah, jink, other the, than the double row teeth and cannibal part. Yeah, <laughs> and there's specific genetic markers that like the gigantism. Like Robert Wallow and right and all those guys are right. different it's a, than than totally a race different. Of giants. Totally. So it's explain a, maybe to the listeners like maybe the difference. Well, gigantism is a genetic disorder that causes your hormones that to grow. Happen uncontrolled yeah happens right and it there. does happens to people but they usually die early yeah. apparently uh yeah, now Robert not, Wallow died at 22 right 
Yeah. And he was like eight, four, something Ridic- like Ripley's that. Ripley's up there if you want right. to check him out. <laughs> yeah, he was an interesting guy. I felt sorry for him. I mean, he lived a miserable life oh, to be yeah. that big. His bones don't disappear, but the real Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't think these were simple cases. Now, the one that we found in Harmon's Cave uh, in Steelville. Puckett's Cave? Puckett's Cave. Sorry, Billy Harmon Billy found Harman, it in Puckett's correct. Cave. The Osage, which was a tribe that was around oh, there at yeah. that time, they were known to be very tall. Correct. As you showed me Appaloosa that. Appaloosa, and, and uh, you know, that was a famous tall chief. Right, right. Uh, yep. Well, you showed me that Civil War jacket and how small it yes, was. Yes, I was glad you brought that up. Well, the Europeans were, I mean, like 5'5", five, five was the average height, mm-hmm. where I think it's 5'11", now, right. for an American, 5'10". 5'10", it was 5'5". Five, five. But the Osage were commonly reported to be well over six feet tall. Right, and I think so the, even the Smithsonian, the, the only thing they'll admit to is a, is a Sioux medicine man that is, that is like 6'5", yeah. that they have in their archives. Well, that, the, the one we found, I'm trying to remember exactly, but I think it was, it was well over seven feet. Sure, yeah, but as far as the Smithsonian yeah, but it, we'll My point is it could have just been a really tall Indian. I'm not discounting yeah, that. Man. I'm not saying this skeleton was part of the race of the red-haired giants, but... You take that find coupled with all the other evidence and finds historically reported, particularly in the newspapers, you know, and and people are digging on this. Hugh Newman and my friend Jim's still on the circuit doing talks, and I know you've got some stuff up there. Well, I'm trying to find you had a map. In China, I was reading about, they have this uh, giants that were found, and they, they had the same, their explanation was this certain group of people lived in an area where there's plentiful food, clean water and stuff that back then other people wouldn't have had that's why they were able to grow but that's that's a theory i've heard in other areas where like you know like for like the osa they live near water clean water or something where they might be able to grow taller and so even china's using the same but i feel like that's not i mean well it is you mentioned water i'll tell you the most interesting mounds the confluence you know what a confluence where two rivers river oh okay confluence of rivers are where you'll find all of these it's oh, like really? Cahokia Mounds are where sure. the Missouri and the Mississippi meet. Huh. Where the James huh. River and the Finley, locally, there was a huge Delaware Indian settlement. When two rivers yeah. meet, there's all it's kinds massive of trading. food, trading, yeah. uh, you know, water, clean water. But, yeah, it's, it's resources. Right, right, right. Where right, two right. big rivers, but there's resources. And travel, navigation, like yeah. you said. So. You yeah, know, uh, uh, and then there's a spot in Kansas City where the where the Missouri. That's the can and, the Kansas uh, the River, Kansas, right? Yeah, yeah. The, or the Ohio. Well, no, it's not the Ohio. That's on the other side. There's a river, look, Kansas. Uh, Kaya. It's the Kaya River. Kaya, right outside of Kansas City. Like you can look and see the the skyline. Well, and what is that in Illinois? Right where Cairo is? Is that the that's Missouri the Ohio and, and the, the Ohio? That's Ohio or? and the Mississippi. Mississippi. Yeah, wow. that's yeah. huge. Like you go over two giant bridges. And what we people may not we kind of skipped over it, but in that area of Illinois, there's all these towns and settlements and areas named after Egyptian yeah. stuff. Yeah. And it doesn't. Oh, nobody yeah. can tell you. Oh well, they named Cairo, but and. The theory is that people were finding Egyptian objects. Well, I don't know. In Aztec. That's uh, that's even further up north, I think, which is pretty wild. Right. uh, As far as Cairo, like, there's a lot of ancient uh, Egyptian artifacts even found, I believe. That's what I'm saying. And, and, you know, the Mississippian, and and it's it's part of even a Mississippian uh, religion. 
was similar to the... Uh, well, yeah, and you know, that goes back to the theory that we were taught that the Asian and European cultures did not travel to the Americas, and we now know that to just, yeah, just to be. be nonsense. Okay, I mean, the, the simplest thing for me is why have there been pyramids found on every continent Sure, right. Pyramids. Literally, what? yeah. South America. I mean, the Cahokia map. These mounds are built Ex- in pyramids. I was yeah. going to say, explain, explain the mounds and how they're considered monolithic. Well, they're not really uh, not, not monolithic, I, megalithic. Me, megalithic. They're not really yeah. me- megalithic Just structures. Tend to be uh, stone, big blocks, stone. The but mounds they, yeah. are earthen structures that were built, like the one in Cahokia was built there the mississippian culture supposedly ran like from florida up through the ohio river valley which includes super missouri common and super yeah and they were large i mean cahokia was the biggest civilization and it's estimated that ten thousand people lived there their main crops were corn but they had an advanced culture i mean just this mound if you ever get a chance to visit it it's, it's right off the interstate isn't it right off the interstate oh wow yeah. so you if you're on i-44 you go and say keep going east on i-44 towards well, you oh, cross right the, the river, river you're right over much, the river yeah. you'll see cahokia mound but you, you may not know off. it's a mound until you get over there and look Dude, at it and when you look at it up it's front, as big as the the pyramid yes, of giza has the same footprint yeah as the pyramid that's giza. crazy and yeah. they're also right laid here. out in an astronomical all of these you know, they didn't know for years the three pyramids at Giza follow the belt of Orion. Oh, wow. They're laid out exactly like those offset. three stars. And yep. Stonehenge, all these had to do with the spring and solar equinox. Well, and then and you've got in Ohio, you've got the serpent mounds. Right. Uh, that and the summer equinox, the, the head is heading straight Straight forward. towards the sun yes. on the day of the equinox. There's some pretty cool videos but that also, you can find. I think also we, we may give people more credit all they had was the sun and the stars. That was right. their entertainment. That was their TV, basically. Yeah, they looked That's at the stars every knew. night. We well, look, we're inside. We aren't seeing the we don't stars. Right. Absolutely. That's what they had we every night. The they didn't have the TV. Society. They didn't have books. So the only thing For they knew we was know. St- like <laughs> solar and, and lunar... Um, movements right so it makes sense and that for you would, generation after generation. it would make sense that 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 that, that knowledge we passed on and you would see those things just based off of boredom honestly no, I, I look at I know. too is like we do know that there was giant sloths there's you know oh yeah mammoths, yeah this is right too you know dinosaurs at one you know like there was yeah giant, giant chickens not just <laughs> giant people we're talking about there yeah, there was literally Everything was big, you know. Yeah, because like, at one point it like, seems insane to me to think that giant humans couldn't have existed. Well, the oxygen, but giant lizards could have. The right. oxygen level was higher, right? In yeah, the yeah. Oxygen, times, and yeah. so everything was able to grow bigger. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that was like a. Well, we didn't really even get into forbidden archaeology. Oh, Explain well, that. Well, yeah. it's forbidden archaeology. Awesome. It the giants kind of fall under that. Sure. You know, that umbrella, that mess, but really... Pseudo-archaeology, pseudoscience. I wouldn't well, call it that because that pseudoscience it, yeah. is like fake science. I don't believe well, well, this well, that's is what, fake. That's what, well, that's what Graham the, Hancock is always considered. Yes. No, you're right. The the mainstream, you know, the, anything cor- the not, Cornell and Princeton guys would say, yeah, it's pseudoscience. Yes, but, anything off the main... But forbidden archaeology and upas, which are unexplained ancient artifacts... Oh, the is hammer. the acronym and the hammers one, but I look. There's so many more. That one blew me away. I never heard about that until you had mentioned that. Well, there's just if you look up, they found these artifacts in areas of geological stone or coal seams 
where there shouldn't be a modern <laughs> screwdriver right. in the middle of a seam of coal or whatever. However, and, and the hammer wasn't actually, when I looked it up, it wasn't in a coal seam, but it was found in rocks. And I have seen some explanations for that one, but there's hundreds of these. I mean, there are, there are people, scientists, that according to these artifacts that believe that man was literally here millions, modern stone or a tool-making man millions of years ago. And who knows? There and may have been modern societies yeah. five million Atlantis years ago. Atlantis is like one of the theory, you know, right. like, Well, yeah. that goes with the uh, Younger Dryas theory. Like, mm -hmm. that could have easily been wiped, washed, out. wiped out by glacial melt, you know? Right. There's a lot of very strange, like I said, my brother says it's an anomaly. Well, you can't just write things off. Well, the thing is, it's like, again, I, I'll say it again. A lot of these theories um, have answer more questions than mainstream archaeology does. Yep. You know, if we're talking about mass flooding, we're talking about a mass extinction of giants that can move giant uh, monolithic so this objects. Is a good, uh, like this what do you is got? Like a little bit. No, just kind of given. So, like when it comes to forbidden archaeology and stuff, looking at this, it's a. Uh, Early paleontologists in the late 19th century and early 20th interpreted much uh, empirical information as evidence favoring the existence of human beings uh, about 65.5 million to 2.6 million years ago. So that means, remember, the dinosaurs were wiped out 65 the, million years ago. That means yeah. that humans would have been living. Living. Yeah. yeah. So, well, there's, okay, in Texas, look this one up. There's, there is... Look up Ancient Footprints, Texas. And Michael Cremo is the guy who's done the most work on this. Is that the uh, Paluxy River? I believe so. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, I got away from you the mic it. there. <laughs> Here, pull it. Uh, Russell, you can pull it up too. Um, let's see if there's any. So it, oh, here's a picture of it. Pull it. They found these human footprints in stone that is millions of millions and millions of years old before man was supposed to be around right we did kind of discuss this because a recent one was found that dated yes. at, at twenty three thousand. but really that's nothing compared to a lot of the other things that have been exactly twenty three thousand beats the mainstream theory by oh wow so yeah so this is like not only did they find a bunch of dinosaur tracks but then there was giant human footprints too yeah. in the same exactly bed, in the same sandstone which, so to assume that it went liquid again so that you could make a print but it be, didn't and yeah. that's that's how they've tried to explain it this rock and they've dated it was all made at the same time so there's human footprint and i'll never forget when my eighth grade teacher i was a uh, uh, really kind of hardcore atheist when I was a young kid. And I, my eighth grade teacher was, was a man of faith. And I asked him, he said well, uh, something about that. He goes, well, you know, they found human footprints next to dinosaurs. So you know this. <laughs> I'm like, oh, they didn't. Now I've kind of come full circle. So, Mr. Rose, if you ever listen to this, you were right. I was wrong. So, well, that makes me think because that would go back to if that was like the oxygen theory of okay, well, if dinosaurs were giant, I mean, that they're closest to T. Rex's closest uh, relative is a chicken now. 
Yeah, you living know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so like humans would be just as big as everything else back then. We had woolly mammoths. Yeah, it was just crazy to think that human giants, giant sloths, giant people couldn't have existed, but giant I mean, everything else. A does? Giant sloth slowly moving through the fucking earth. You have a giant person too. I mean, come right. on, why is that yeah. believable? Yeah, that freaked the fuck out if I saw a giant sloth. Well, I'm sure. Sh- yeah, like I, I said could... earlier, if Shaq walked in the door right now, bust down the door, I'd be scared <laughs> as fuck. No, <laughs> no kidding, <laughs> but. So, you know, Cremo's done some really killer work. Michael Cremo, C-R-E-M-O, if you want to do further research on him. He's done some great work. And there's, uh, what is the the ancient Hindu text, Bhagavad Gita? Same as the one that uh, that was quoted by Oppenheimer. Yeah, and yes, and they they talk about ancient aliens a lot. But, you know, they have found glass. Nuclear. In the Indian death that can only be made by nuclear but, reactors. But that's, that, that explains, that explains yeah. is that not part of the Younger Dryas? No, is this, totally is, this is like 300,000 yeah. years ago. Okay. So it's when this was made. It, so but, to be clear, but that's but separate from that. described in these ancient Hindu texts that the people at that time had, what were they called? Uh, not Nirvana, obviously. Uh, Vahala, something like now. I can't uh, remember the name, but they had flying machines. Well, that and was, they, um, they had wars. The Hindu, uh, not the Hindu, the, uh, yeah, it was, the it Shal- was, Shalagra. The, it was uh, ancient Hindu text. Yeah, and uh, they described these wars. Well, they found the magic, evidence yeah. to support this because there's glass that was formed from melted sand uh-huh. that could only come about from a nuclear reaction. So, yes. I don't know. There's There's so many... Forbidden archaeology, like I said, is a, is the umbrella, and the whole giant thing is a small yeah. little portion of forbidden archaeology. Right. You know, I mentioned at the very outset this find in Huehuetlatco in Mexico, and still to me it's one of the most fascinating that throws, Amer- or let's say, the North American continent archaeology on its head. Mm-hmm. This proves that a quarter million years ago there were tool-making people in the Americas. Which and that's wow. how we kind of base our theory on on human evolution is tool making. Right, right, and we're taught in school now. So they at like ten years ago, Clovis was here twelve thousand years ago. So they've actually pushed it back. Now they're saying Clovis was here could be twenty thousand wow. years ago. So right. they're moving the goalposts right to now. To answer the questions of the recent right, finds. and eventually it's going to get back two hundred and fifty thousand. Her right. findings at that way with Laco. Huh. I mean, they they were. It was carbon dated by like four different labs. They all came back. The way I look at it too is, I mean, if this, if they just came out and said all this, this is all true, then it really just kind of shatters everything that everybody has been taught and knows. Like, it would, yeah, it would everything that you believe and you were taught to believe is no longer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this, it you just, know what I mean? Everything you just shake the foundation of. You, should, you know, <laughs> our whole country. There's some existence. stuff. Oh, there's some. Hey, uh, lay it all out. We got. Uh, all I mean, we, we go stuff. into the UFO deal, and uh, I'm trying to remember her name right now. She she was she wrote the did the first really great documentary on uh, cattle mutilations. Oh. Um, she's been on Ancient Aliens. Is it the late the lady that's real big with in the, the UFO glasses, world? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I know I kind of yeah, but she. She has had some high low. She talks about a meeting she had with like the Secretary of Defense and another high level general, and they said we're going to let you read this. I know. (laughs) Now there's no proof. It's just fun and just silly things. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I mean, she got into, and I can't even remember the specific, but it was something like the aliens. 
created Jesus and put him on this earth. And I mean, it's just wild. It's just, yeah. I'm yeah. just, my point is this hole goes so Well, you deep. can take this whole, you can take this wormhole as deep as you want. Honestly, and it's hard. Go it's to hard to discern fact from fiction. Has a similar it is. story of Jesus, anyway. You know what I mean? There's, yeah, there's, it, it's a. You really want to dive in and just mind fuck yourself. You can really. <laughs> you can absolutely <laughs> do it. That's why fun, I said though. a few I like, minutes I really ago. It is it, fun. Yeah. I, I mean, like going and all. whether they're true or not. But as far as the giant thing, once again, it comes back to either believe these thousands of articles were all hoaxed. Every it's the same thing with Bigfoot. You know, everyone. Either all of these sightings are misidentifications of a bear, right? Mm-hmm. Or a guy in a costume, or one, if one of them is right. real, just either one. Or. But if one of them is real, you've got to look at all of them, and you know, you get into that deal. You got to get into, off real quick. I do want yeah, to ask on sure. Bigfoot. Do you have any? Because I have heard this. There was a possible. Or people have talked about sightings around where the uh, Girl Scout camp is of a big oh, mix there. of hellhounds. We yeah, we looked into because my dad was telling me about it. But uh, now there's a uh, reported uh, sighting, sighting of, of two guys at Springfield Lake. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's in the BFRO. There's a database the of BFRO? sightings. The... Bigfoot Research Organization. Oh, okay. There's also one out towards where I live, towards Battlefield, Missouri, off Highway FF, still Springfield. Oh, and yeah. his father and his son were out. It was uh, one of those uh, meteoric events oh, yeah. that they Shower. went out. Yeah, and they went out to where away from the city a little bit so they could watch it. And they had binoculars. Oh, wow. huh. And so they were out there. And these were very <laughs> credible guys. For a meteor event. And they yeah. said they saw a 9 to 10-foot creature. They couldn't tell. At first, they thought it was a guy running in the field. You know, when it's stars out you can see a figure right but you can't see right. details and then they realized how tall it was yeah. and saw it jump this fence there was a barbed wire fence like you know five foot tall and they're like what the hell well, i was think this that? ties in a little bit to the giants too because everyone said show me the bones human yeah. remains are very difficult to find oh. especially ancient wise they're super difficult to find well, so when you ask to see, let's, well, say, how let's many, see giant bones. Oh, well, we how many bear skeletons are found? Very not. rarely will you find like a bear skeleton. Right. When an animal goes to die, they go off in the thickest. Where no one's going to find and them. And yeah. they've done studies. They've put a deer carcass down within 72 hours. What? It is gone. gone. Well, it explains why when, you, when you're hunting and you, you shoot them and you try and find the blood, sometimes you never fucking find them. Right. And because you know you hit it. Yeah, exactly. I know. And you one thing, it. too, to mention, because you mentioned this earlier, though, but we've noticed this. It's like you talk about, if people want to talk about the old grainy photos of Bigfoot and how that makes it fake, look at Brian Laundrie's photos popping up everywhere. Exactly. Like, actually, photo, even the real ones that are confirmed, <laughs> are you, he's are you, literally like a... Literally, you following this case yeah. at all? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. The Bigfoot pose, and it's all <laughs> yeah. from trail Every cams, single picture like, is him doing this. So we <laughs> know that, that's a guy that's out there running around, so if oh, yeah, but, you Bigfoot's know, also elusive, more elusive than him, surely. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> to me, to me, I mean, and a lot of people will take umbrage with this, but to me, the overwhelming undisputed evidence is the Patterson-Gimlin film. Look, and that that's was the original. Ta- f- yes, original the film you see all the time right. of what who they call Patty. They caught Patterson. Roger Patterson was the guy that shot it, so they call the Bigfoot, which they know was a female. Because if you look close up, it's big swinging breasts. No shit. Now, first of all, if you're going to fake a Bigfoot in 19, I think it was 69 or 70. It's the same great quality as the Zapruder film. (laughs) Yeah, but they've actually done enhanced imaging on it. Have it? Oh, Oh, my gosh. 
Well, for okay, first of all, you can easily see the breast. You can also see <laughs> muscle movement. Like he's a lighter, oh, wow. lighter hair. No, like you see it, the like muscle movement. Yeah, but I'm saying like maybe he's a, light, a little lighter haired than than we think. Could no, my point, no is, my, point that is, like that my point is my point is skeptics what, say. Well, my point is skeptics say that's a guy in a suit. Yeah, and you my might point be able to is, see the muscle in definition. 1970, but, we don't have the technology to make a suit today that shows muscle movement. Now we can I do see. it with computer technology, but we don't have a suit. Like a mm. costume that someone puts on that would which show your thigh muscles, yeah. which you can see your thigh muscles gotcha. rippling okay. in this film and yeah. big swinging breasts. Now, if you're going to fake a Bigfoot, which nobody even knew well, what one looked like, yeah, they had footprints. Why Bigfoot. would you put tets on remember, it? Remember, yeah. remember, remember, think about uh, that. If you remember, there's a new series on Netflix. It's called The Movies We Remember. Yeah. And they there's one on Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. And they talk about how they could create a lifelike, super lifelike dinosaur but they couldn't make him run with all the with all the computer digitalization all everything they couldn't make him run and make really? it look right and it took and that's a, why they had to bring out well guy. well this this guy he spent he spent hours probably a hundred hours just sitting on it listening to classical music on a computer making it work and he wow. was finally able to make it work but it, he was the first person in the world to, to ever do to that. ever do that yeah. to make an animal like to digitalize actual realistic movement so yeah, I mean, I would but see, agree. Most people write the Patterson Gimlin film off because they've heard a couple of things. They've heard that the somebody admitted that he sold them the suit, which it turns out later that guy was a freaking liar, and it's not true. Bob Gimlin, who's still alive today, has never wavered in his story. And when you when you look at that film, did uh, in the digital analysis they've done, and you see the swinging breasts, which was the first thing that got me. But then when I literally saw the muscles in her legs bulging, I'm like, dude, they couldn't fake that Can in 1970. Is it the digitally uh, remastered footage? Uh, let's see. Just, just, pl- just play that yeah, one. Yeah, here, let's even watch if this it's one here. ready. It says it says Big Boy Bigfoot has boobs is the name of the article. Oh, that sounds pretty legit. It's an ad. It's an ad first, yeah. Oh, you're gonna have to go to YouTube Red, man. It's worth it. I know. I pay twelve I bucks a oh, year yeah. for what we do, and I have no uh, ads. I've been thinking about it, and I just haven't. Twelve bucks a year. Yeah, that's way worth it. It is yeah, so worth, worth it. it. I haven't seen an ad on YouTube in ah, fuck five me. years, unless they want to promote us. <laughs> and believe me, I don't like Google, and I don't like YouTube. I don't like the censorship <laughs> yeah. crap they've done. But yeah, well, neither find it. Neither <laughs> wait a second to load. So yeah. this is the original, uh, or is this the original, or is this the ma- remaster? This is the one with boobs. Patterson Gimlin film. Yeah, let me keep looking. Look at Patterson. Outside. Just look at Patterson Gimlin film. That's okay. the one. Because it, so like I said, Roger Patterson. Look, Patterson what did want to make money on this. He was like, they found some tracks. And he goes, man, these tracks look real. Let's take a movie camera. He and Bob Gimlin, let's go find this damn thing. And they rode in the road. Their horses got spooked. One of them. I mean, they were on horseback. I do they were on that. horseback. One of them threw Patterson off. It was so freaked out because the horse smelled this creature. I've heard they're very smelly. Okay, so here we go. That's it's, why the uh, first part of it's so shaky. He got thrown and he's running to get set in a firm position. Mm. So it advances in digital stabilization techniques. So at the one minute mark, it says the enhanced version kicks in on this video. Let's watch this. Oh, yeah. so if we got time, man. Yeah, this we is, got, oh, we got on, all the time in the, the world. Beginning. All right. There we go. 
So this is the original footage, oh, and then it's going to transfer. Okay, here we go. Yes, and then at one minute in, well, we're going to watch the original, and then the one minute is the enhanced. Yeah. To me, please. this is the best. Okay, so he just gets yeah. set up on a log. He's just got, look at the boobs. Looks All right, I kind of see it. Even yeah, this is the original, is the original video too. too. Now, and it does look like kind of fake. I mean, I admit it, but it also is very weird. We it, didn't have gorilla. It's a slow it, kind of. But it doesn't look anything like Planet of the Apes, which those were the best gorilla suits being it made. It doesn't back even look that's like. That's a good point. Yeah. That's, uh, that was the, the highest that technology the we had. Time. Yep. Look, here we go. That's just, I mean, this is look, enhanced. I, I'm assuming, but just to me, it just seems like. Here's where you can see the muscle movement yeah. in her leg. There's a point in this. You can see the thigh, her mm -hmm. thigh muscles. And look at her butt. Yeah. How did they fill Sculpted. that out? <laughs> it's but look, you can definitely see, look at the boobs. The look at the boobs. When she turns to look, you'll see the boobs. See yeah. that? Yeah. Why would you put tits on a fake suit? You know how much extra time and cost oh, that would wait, be? Wait, wait. This is the all right, here, here we go. Oh, oh, we were already right. on it. <laughs> all right. Well, now this is worse than the other one. No. Well, they're stabilizing it, yeah, though. See, you can actually see it better. I thought the other one was more convincing. Okay, see that way There's you can the see leg the muscle. leg muscles yep, flexing. Right there, right there. You can see it flex. I'm trying to look at that. That's what sold me, man. Okay, let's say it's a guy in a suit. That, I, that had to be a really padded. We just, it'll be a tight-fitting Well, we couldn't suit. make suits like that at that time. Like I said. Well, that's interesting. Go look at Planet up. of the Planet Apes. Around the same time that this footage came out. Just pull up a yeah, clip of Planet yeah, of the Apes. Yeah. And that is the... I mean, that was Hollywood at its best. Here's the gorilla suit. The guy's We're, making Wolfman. The guy's making all these... Well, right. too, and Patterson and Gimlin didn't have any money. They were poor. It would have cost $10,000. Where were they at? California. California. Bluff Creek, California. There's like, you want a picture in an elusive, like, that doesn't look like a something that's going to hide out and be undiscovered, no, you know. I but, would suppose not. But, but it also, also looks like someone's not very afraid. Like, well, Bluff, he knows he's being filmed. Bluff Creek to this day is a, a kind of a hot spot. There's been a lot still of sightings. Day, yeah. still. Oh, oh, continued sightings? Oh, yeah, day? a Bigfoot and, and mm, footprints. Get and, out there. Well, I'll tell you, the other clear what I could... Is this, this is Planet of the, the Apes? Apes right here, and it's uh, YouTube's the best, but... But that's the humans. You're that's the humans. They're going to, yeah. So they're, we're going to see some apes here in a second. And like you said, these are the best... This was the best this is, this costumes is, at the time. Yes, the best the of the, the best are recruited to Hollywood to make... Can, to can you look up something on your dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look up Sierra Sounds. Sierra Sounds. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's going to be what? Just on YouTube? Uh, yeah, it'll be on YouTube. Sierra yeah, Sounds. Go. Okay, you got an ape? That says, yeah. So this is the... Uh, the '60s Planet of the Apes, right here. Okay, there's the so, ape. That yeah. was that was there's the one in the back too. <laughs> yeah, that was the technology we had. Man, for it looks like suits. a fucking. So stick. that looks way. Yeah, there, there's. That's an interesting. This might be the most compelling evidence I've heard. Because this is big Hollywood budget, right? This here. is the best of the best. Hollywood is absolutely recruiting. Yeah, the best if you had to exists. go, what's the realistic one? That video Man, we that saw, or like this guy worst. right here? I'm gonna go yeah, with the I one mean, we look saw at that first. Face. Yeah. Let's see one of them walk. Because the full body suit, I think, is the real seller here. Where we're right. going to introduce to all of them here. One second. 
So he's he's. No, I can tell oh, you, there's yeah. the judge here. <laughs> that's, that, that was a great <laughs> movie, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, you go watch him Charleston now. Heston Charleston Heston, yeah. You goddamn dirty apes! <laughs> you goddamn dirty apes! <laughs> See, I don't, know, I don't even notice in this movie if the, but, the women have tits, the women apes have tits. I know, right? <laughs> well, All right, now we're on the other one. Now we're getting to the ape lane, well, you know. I mean, if that, I, that, that definitely looks a lot faker. That's pretty real. That's more realistic than the other fucking thing we were looking at. Well, earlier, but the guy, the one, the, the actual Bigfoot video looks no, way yeah, more yeah, real yeah. than this Man. shit. But it, doesn't, it also doesn't look like a gorilla. Whoever, no, let's yeah. say it's a suit. Uh, let's it's just, too upright. It's too, too upright, straight. but it's it doesn't look like a gorilla. It's weird look. I can't describe it. You don't look at it and go, that's a gorilla. You know, no, it yeah, looks like something different. But what I was going like, to say, the other real compelling evidence, and it's compelling to me because I have a personal connection to it, is the Sierra sounds. Yeah, so I brought, uh, tell me which one to look up is do you see what you're looking for here uh, there's a news just article go sierra sounds bigfoot yeah. okay yeah I mean, it's just sierra sasquatch sounds. sierra sounds by ron moorhead yes ron Read moorhead oh, ron, i've heard i've heard ron, ron moorhead is uh, another guy that i i've made the acquaintance yeah, with and i've spoke to him on the phone several times really uh-huh yeah pretty convincing that he believes it? Ron, dude, I tell you the story, you'll be convinced. <laughs> all right. We're, hey, we're here. We got all time in all the right. world. Okay, so we want to listen to it first or after the story? Uh, let's see. You know, this is probably an interview with Ron. Um, no, this just looked like how many minutes? Now, play some of this because you're going to hear the sounds he seconds. recorded. Then yeah. I'll give you the back story. All right. All right. Full screen now. I tried it. We'll do it. Okay, these are the recordings, and I'll t- just listen. They're going to mimic. Ron's going to mimic in a minute. What was that? What was that? that? Just <laughs> That's the Bigfoot. That's what's crazy. It sounds like a samurai. It sounds way more realistic. Just, yeah, way. That's wrong. Okay. Okay, how weird is that? The balls on this guy. <laughs> all right, so Honestly. here's the story on this. Yeah, yeah. So I heard about the Sierra Sounds, which they're very famous in the Bigfoot community. Is that from Sierra Nevada? And the- Sierra, they're in the Sierra Nevada mountains. Sure, yeah. In California. So, in California, right, which is a very remote wilderness sure. area. There's, where the there's, party died. <laughs> yeah, there, there's parts of Sierra Nevada mountains man's never been. I mean, sure. it's... So I saw this guy, Ron Moore, and you know me. So I send an email out, and he answers me. And Hell I'm like, yeah. this is cool. And eventually I got him on the phone. And we talked for two hours. Turns out he's a restaurant guy, first of all. There you go. We had this instant connection. 
Dude is the most honest, straightforward guy you'll ever meet. And he goes, look, here's what happened. He goes, my buddy, and I can't remember his friends. He goes, my friend and his family had a hunting place that they went to in the Sierra Nevada mountains. It's so remote. The only way to get in is by horseback. Mm. And it's 40 miles from any road. Oh. And what they did is they built a shelter. And you've, there's pictures of the old shelter. It's literally a bunch of like Sticks big trees just put together. And they had a door was a big piece of bark that they would pull <laughs> over. Very remote. And they, they had uh, packed in on a mule one time, an old cook stove. So they had a cook stove mm-hmm. that was set about 30 yards from the main camp where they'd cook. And they'd go up and, uh, well, you know about missing 411, right? Dave Politis. I don't believe Oh, my God. That's way, that's five more shows. But anyway, <laughs> Politis, who did a, uh, his last movie documentary he did, he went up to this site with Moorhead. Moorhead, Ron doesn't take many people to the site. It's very secret. Uh, they won't tell anybody where, because they don't want these creatures bothered. Right. But so what oh, happened wow. was they every year they'd go up an annual hunting trip, sometimes twice a year. They always got a deer. He said the deer are like fleas up said it's so remote there's no human activity they started hearing this stuff and so they would go back and they talk again god there's something strange going on in our honey we don't know i mean they never thought bigfoot this was before i think it was it may have been either right after or right before the patterson gimlin film it wasn't a phenomenon was people back didn't in the know. 60s then 60s and 70s. Is that when these recordings from? 70s. These were done in the 70s. So if you notice on that tape, it said by Ron Moorhead and Al Berry. Right. The word got back to a reporter named Al Berry. Oh, he just tagged his name on? No, no, no. no. Word got back to a reporter that they were hearing these weird noises. And they're like, look, we don't know what this is, but it's not any animal that's normal. We don't know what, and this reporter's like, oh, this is bull. These guys are making this mm-hmm. up. So he said, let me go with you. So they took him. Those recordings were made by an investigative journalist who was a total skeptic. And when he left, he was no longer a skeptic. Now, these recordings were sent to a friend of Ron's who was a linguist special in the Navy. I can't remember the university, but it had his. I've looked at the guy's pedigree. Very, you know well thought of in the community he said that there were number one it was language and number two there were frequencies that were above and below the range of human voice so whatever was out there and they did ron did actually people always ask well did you ever see him he said no normally we didn't we just heard him they were about 200 yards away there was a little area in the forest where they would come at night and they knew we were there because you can hear them talking. They would, sure, yeah, they would no. mimic, they would mimic them. Ron did glimpse one, one time. He saw a, almost like a shadow in the forest, but they found several footprints, big oh, footprints. Wow. The same time they went out? Yeah, oh, yeah. They found the so footprints not only had were the audio common. Recording, but they had they the, found footprints. the footprints, right? So they're sure it was Bigfoot, but it goes even further. It really goes, and you, you'll if you look into Bigfoot in Pennsylvania and stuff, they also saw some just, and there's films of it, lights in the forest. Really? Like one time, he said we thought it was a. a he goes, "What's that car doing? There's headlights coming up." And they're going, "Wait a minute, 
there's no cars out of here. We had to no. take pack well, mules, like, and there was these lights floating through the forest. Another time, they heard a car door what, close. Uh, I'd like to talk about these yeah. lights because I've been in a situation out in the middle of nowhere, 40 miles from a paved road in Colorado. Yeah. And we'd just come back from a place that we, we had lost Joe and Ben, and we were hiking in Colorado on some BLM property. Yeah. And we, we, we went back tonight, and there was a bright light up from where we had GPS located the, the drone to find them, we had found uh, we had found a light in the earlier later in the night. So what what is this light situation? Do there you are think orbs. That, there are some so people think they're alien UFO type. That's things. what I. That's the vibe I got because it was way it was it was so remote and it was so bright what we saw that it couldn't have been. But if you're saying that uh, that uh, there's two schools of thought in the Bigfoot world. There's the they think it's a relative of Gigantopithecus sure. and that it's flesh and blood only. The other school of thought is that there's some paranormal aspect to Bigfoot because there's been so many reports of UFOs and Bigfoots in the same. There was a flap yeah. in Pennsylvania by a guy named Stan Gordon did the reporting on it. And, he, I mean, I've you've seen interviews. He's been on H&A on all those shows. And Stan mm-hmm. will tell you, he goes, look, I don't know what to think. But these witnesses were credible as hell. They told me that a UFO came down. (laughs) It sped off, and the next thing they're looking at, a 10-foot hairy creature. Wow. So, and and Ron, when I talked to him, he goes, look, James, I don't know if they're connected or not. All I know is that there were these weird voices we recorded, which we think are Bigfoot, because we saw the footprints, and then we saw these lights at different times. Interesting. uh, I I want to kind of listen to the rest of this, because apparently uh, people are talking about how way way back in those mountains the uh because it sounds almost like they're speaking like mimicking trying to mimic what chinese sounds like or mandarin like they had twenty thousand chinese immigrants to build a railroad through those mountains yeah. and like Sierra maybe Red that's something they have picked up maybe right? that they're trying to communicate because it does with, sound with like people. when belushi did the samurai guy <laughs> on say, saturday night live i guess it goes, yeah, they start like talking to each other and yeah it's like uh and it sounds I, like they're trying to make contact maybe because they know that the people are there like uh, maybe <laughs> That's wrong. I mean, those are just bizarre. Yeah, that's if you like heard that, that sound, yeah, like, well, it goes with like that ghost thing. Like, if you heard that while you're in the middle of a, uh, fuck, you know, it's that particular call you hear all the time I've heard that's a pretty common sound form that they make yeah a whoop yeah hell there's there's a family living by the current river apparently there's a documentary on YouTube about it right now really? I've talked to that guy too around here the current river around here yeah no shit yeah what do they have to say about it? They found a lot of evidence. Like what? It's called the 300 footprints. Uh, they found uh, they the habitation. the audio recording? I think they may have some whoops. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's crazy how widespread these... It's not just... Oh, it's the, not in just the Northwest. Well, no, they're all the way to New York. Oklahoma is a hot spot. I went looking for them. 
Really? I spent a weekend with those same boys that we did the ghost <laughs> hunt. I took them, man, we drove for three hours. I don't know if you've ever been to the part of Oklahoma down where it's near Texas and Louisiana. It is the biggest wilderness. We drove for three hours, oh, nothing wow. but forest. Wow. I mean, it is really beautiful. The Washita Mountains down there, it's, mm. it's gorgeous. But apparently, there, I mean, there was a, what is the name of that town? Hob, Hobnobia. They call it the Battle of Hobnobia, where some guys said they were attacked by a group of Bigfoot in, in Oklahoma, Hobnobia. There's a great video on YouTube where a reporter from Tulsa, KTUL, I believe, goes down with these guys. It was kind of a joke. Yeah, these guys say there's Bigfoot <laughs> down here. And they're down in this creek bottom. No, they're in the middle of nowhere. All of a sudden, someone starts throwing rocks at them. And they don't see where they're Bears from? don't throw rocks. Nothing yeah. but humans no. throw rocks. Right. <laughs> Except Bigfoot, which yeah. is supposed to throw rocks. And she freaks. This reporter was a total skeptic, making a joke about it. She said, we got to get out of here. I mean, she freaks out. Now, a lot of people, like, there's a lot of uh, historical records that say, like, uh, you know, you could go from the East Coast all the way to the Plains. A squirrel could go from the East Coast to the Plains without touching the ground. Back, you know, before, oh, yeah. before America, you know, before sure. we settled and, and really uh, deforested the land. But that's how thick the forest was. It took up half the the, the continent, essentially. So to think have that... You that driven, have you driven been in a plane, like, yeah. for any distance over I drove, America? I flew to Columbia, personally. Okay. You look out, people don't realize still today mm -hmm. how much forest there is. Uh, yeah. And here's another thing you don't realize. We think that all the forest is declining across the globe in a steady rate, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, like there's a great show on uh, Discovery called Expedition Bigfoot, which is probably the most scientific. It's not like that Finding Bigfoot. Those guys are yokels. Gone, those guys squatching. Are, these guys are idiots. <laughs> yeah. This they new were show, yokels. these they really guys, credit, yeah. yeah, these guys are credible, but they go to Kentucky. Mm -hmm. And then this mass area, they said this was all mining, coal mining. And there was towns here. It's all been taken over by forest again. The oh, mine really? shut down 50 years ago. Totally it's all forest. Well, so, if you've been, you know, if you've been to the Blue Ridge Mountains, Russell. it's incredible how thick the forest is and the, and the mountains. Yeah. Uh, there's, it's, it would be hard to even me personally walk through the Blue oh, Ridge Mountains forest. Tree I've been there. Yeah, and the Smoky uh, Mountains yes, in, in the, the Tennessee. The forest is so thick. It's so thick. So what do you got, thick. Joe? Uh, so in uh, McDowell County, Hickory Man yeah. videos where he says is Bigfoot on August 16th. This is Kentucky? No, this is the Missouri. McDowell Mc in Missouri? McDowell. That's uh, let's see where. I'm not sure exactly. Is this uh, the Missouri Bigfoot? I'm trying. Hickory. What is this? Hickory Record. I'm not sure where this is located. I think McDowell that's, County. That's, I think that's the current river guy I was talking about. Let's is that see. him? Does that familiar? He member of yeah, the Catawba Valley Bigfoot Research. Could be. You look up the 300 is the name of his first video. Because the, the, the area, it's a privately owned land yeah, a, that's 300 acres. So he called the film The 300. And this is a YouTube documentary he had done? Yeah, he's done a couple of them. He's got oh, a new wow. one just out. Yeah. Have you and watched it? I've watched some of it. Some Pretty of convincing? It. Yeah, you know, his evidence is What kind is of style, what is it? What is, what's his angle on, on well, the... They, you know, these guys go out and they set... Tra First of all, trail cams do not work. These We've animals, seen that in the, David, uh, the Brian Laundry case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, these animals can recognize uh, that frequency, frequency that sure. that puts off, and they avoid it. I mean, 
you know, there's millions well, of trail cameras. It's infrared, and that's oh, they, wow. that's they can sense it. A lot of animals can sense infrared that we sure, can't. We can't. You know, yeah. so that's not surprising. But look, there's tons of video and photo- photographic, so, and they're not all blurry. There's some very clear video. Interesting. This is one. So this is the Pacific Northwest when the Bigfoot legend oh, started in Ape 19- Canyon. Yeah, Ape Canyon oh. is what they call it now because of <laughs> no. a. Uh, a group of gold prospectors stumbled out of the woods, shaking and glassy-eyed, to tell of a seven-foot-tall ape-like animal attacking them with boulders. Well, a whole group Boulder. of them did. Yeah. What happened was they shot at one of them. That night, they were prospecting. They built a little shelter cabin. That night, a bunch of them started throwing massive rocks. They barely got out of there. What, with year, what, what, what was this? Uh, what was this that? Is 1924. 24, oh, yeah. It's in the same area. 1970s, a Bigfoot photo submitted by an Oregon uh, hiker or something. Uh, <laughs> it looks kind of like what we saw in the video, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, there's so many. The thing is, there's so many. When you get to the credible. I look for the, the article. Credible, and that's 1924. You know, beasts are said to have had a bombarded cabin, and that's you know. I just look at that. It's kind of like this guy. Do you really want to believe? So you got to go in and research. Were those real miners? You got to look up their name. Did they have families? Did they have children? Did they have great grandchildren that tell the story? I mean, I'm still looking for Sterling Newberry's descendants. Really? Well, I want to know where his Indian his. Not necessarily a giant skeletons. I'd love to find that, but I think he sent those to the Smithsonian. But Bastards, they're gone. Somebody inherited a massive collection of Ozark Indian relics really? from Newberry. And I'm, oh, wow. I'm still looking for his descendants, and I've reached out to several people. I just haven't found one yet. It's difficult. So. Well, it says here even Native Americans in the area had spoken of mountain devils. Yep. <laughs> well, they call them, uh, what, wood boogers, mountain devils. Uh, there's just... I get it. When look, There's when a, a force, a guy that's worked in the Forest Service his whole life, or a Marine who was highly decorated, who loved to hunt, when people like are law enforcement, you know, not all those guys are honest, but you know, when you see a guy crying on camera, recounting the memory of it, and you can it's see him trembling yeah. with fear, it's like I've never been so scared in my life. I don't know, man. Do all these look, they once again, it's like the other thing. They're either all hoaxes. If one of them is for real, then you have to think that. Right. Well, it's not all of them. Ways. If, you, if one of them is a hoax, like everyone that. assumes all of them are a right. hoax. So it has to work the opposite way, too. If one of them is real, what? then what is real? Exactly. It's the same thing with. Uh, um, oh, gosh. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> the. Uh, uh, the imprints and fields left by UFOs. The uh, crop, circles. crop circles. They caught two guys, or two guys claimed I mean, and right. said they in made England all the. So now, oh, well, those two guys made them all. Well, there's tens of thousands across the globe. This so. is right. a Roger yeah. Patterson photo right yeah, here. Yeah, those are the this footprints. The footprints he, he brought, he pulled yep, out from Bluff Canyon. His. That's Patty, the, the one with breasts that. This is the, red, the one that everybody knows. The, yep, that's the guy that that's filmed the guy it. Filmed that, yeah. <laughs> that video right there we saw earlier. <laughs> right. Which, man, I mean, shit, we could go. There's so well, much the into doc, that. Well, uh, Jeff it. Meldrum, the, the, he's a primate foot specialist. That's, that's his oh, PhD wow. is in that at the Idaho University. Did you get a lot of work? Well, you know, I mean, he studies uh, primate footprints, you know, whether gorilla, chimpanzee. I mean, that's his area of specialty. He's got a Ph.D. in it. Well, he was sent the Patterson footprints was one of the first ones he sent. He found it intriguing. Then he got sent more and more. And, and, I mean, he's convinced 
I mean, you see an interview with Jeff Meldrum, very credible guy, and even his peers say, you know, we, we don't doubt that Jeff believes what he's saying. He's a smart dude, and he knows primate footprints like anything. I mean, he's got prints with dermal ridges, you know, on your feet, just like right. your fingerprints. Right. Your feet have ridges. Now, Hard you tell say. me that a hoax, yeah, a guy, cars wooden feet with tiny that microscopic no. dermal sure, ridges. Sure. Yeah, that's a lot right. of extra work I, I, know. I wouldn't do. Well, we could do a we could yeah, do a, a well, deep dive into Bigfoot. We should do that. Absolutely, Bigfoot's a good one, man. Well, a I'll get Ron list. Moorhead on the phone. Oh, that would be yeah. real cool. We do so, that. So back to, to back to giants. Yeah. Um, what what do you think is the most compelling piece of evidence that you have seen or you've discovered? I don't. For me, it's you know what because people always ask what's the no evidence? I know but for me it's not a single piece of evidence for the me collective. It's the collective right. of the thousands of newspaper articles and the names associated with those finds. Because if you look in those names, I'll just say it again, they were the top archaeologists, the top scientists sure, they were, of yeah. the day. Absolutely. Now, we can prove that because we can pull up the article we do, the, the right. genealogy. Oh, so, gosh, this guy went to Princeton. He was known, you know. So why would a newspaper... I mean, if a newspaper inaccurately printed that guy's name associated, that guy would sue him for libel. Right, right. There was none of that. All of a sudden, you saw these sounds of articles year after year after year. Everybody, like I said, if you talk to somebody in 1930, said, did giants... Every person would say, well, of course everyone knows that. Yeah. And isn't that interesting? That fact... Isn't that interesting? How information has been... Our knowledge has been shaped. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been shaped by the Mm. authorities. It just goes to show you. I mean, look what's going on today. It looks like, yeah, like when they you you can literally get rid of (laughs) history. You know what I mean? You you can manipulate anybody with power. You can manipulate. And after a few generations go by, suddenly it's like it didn't even happen. Well, was it uh, one of the Soviet, I think it was Khrushchev said, you know, we're going to take over America, but we'll do it without ever firing a shot. Well, it's going to take 60 years. I forget. I just was listening to this on Rogan. They were talking about that. That's crazy. He spells, he's a Soviet defector. And he right, says, that KGB, KGB defector. guy. Yeah, and he's got to take over education. It takes twenty years because it takes a generation. Right, it takes to teach a generation to infiltrate <laughs> yeah. the teachers. That's it takes so twenty crazy. years to then do you that. Get, then you get Hollywood. You get the culture, the media, yes. all yeah. and they, and they cultural never, institutions. And they never expected the gift of social media that came there. Mm. Boy, God, you're right. Boy, about that's, that. they put that right in their hands. Social well, media is honestly like a. But know. but social media, I think, actually worked. To the favor of people like us that are more, and I conclude you guys, I think you're more open-minded at first, but then yeah. the tech giants took control. Now they're trying just to like, filter the just information. Just like Kurt at the fucking Smithsonian. Right, He's right. in control of the Well, it's like right. I said well, yeah. to you, were you on YouTube in 2010? Are you kidding? It was yeah. the Wild West. Yeah, really you was. could find a thousand videos oh, about yeah. giants Beheadings and shit. In the beginning now but gone. now they have it where they literally they know what it is that makes you tick to put yep. personalized little video you know everything is yep. just really it's like a just it's like a, a fucking show you know it's so it's stupid orchestrating something just, so, uh, just I, to manipulate I you. you do you go i mean i go to bit shoot i go to rumble i'm looking for other sites i mean hey, i'm looking I for other information yeah i'd li- i like to uh i mean I, i've always dove, dove into it if it was a better 
browser and it didn't come with all the negativity. I would like, you yeah, know, I, don't all the other, like I don't use Google. Uh, I don't use Google. I used DuckDuckGo. I use the Tor browser, right but now. that's just too. Huh. Re- that's just well, too the much. Tor, Tor browser though. At least you, you know. You that's can, for like if you were like really the going dark web, baby. Yeah. I, I have the onion, the oh, Tor browser. Did you hear about that Lebanon person just got arrested? The Lebanon cannibal? Or no, no, that was different. He's tied to the missing three. The guy that was literally, oh the he, Phelps he had dude, a, he had a, yes. a dark web girl on the dark uh, yes. website had her in a cage, cage. and Holy someone happened shit. to notice that that looks like property. I've noticed right from the website. That's how they was, got him. Yeah, because he was literally paying. Like people were going on to watch this dude fucking torture and do this guy's gonna ah. turn out to be another uh Fucked ted bundy yeah. i mean it's Mont- the, 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 major he serial was, killer his footprint of yeah. murder is gonna yeah. be yeah we'll have to dive huge. into that a uh, different one to go like, yeah that's, yeah. that's well, right in our hometown like well almost. they say there's that the rumor we talked about it i think the rumor is there's a van on the property might be related to the springfield the one that case. was seen that's at the springfield missing three yeah. yeah which we but all know who's responsible for that well yeah and that's uh and I'd like to see more Who do you about think it was the, the cop? RL. Yeah. PFI? Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah, everybody knows that. Right. Right. See, I didn't know that. Right? You said right. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, there's a lot. Well, of, it took me a minute. RL. I'm talking about now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't want to. But well, he was doing a lot of. This yeah, back but that's then. what caught. That's what, that's what yes. happened. Was it the mom was like. Into the that? mom was with him in some way. They were, they were into, witnesses, and it was more so to go get the mom and have her. Gotcha. And, and they were it, just they were just unfortunate. It, yeah, it was like collateral damage type of deal. That's one theory. There's another, <laughs> yeah. I don't know where the Cox one came from. Yeah, uh, they're uh, buried in psychic. Cox Hospital. I've heard they're buried in the footings of his business. Yeah, well, that, that's <laughs> the other. That's the yeah. Could be any other. Well, we, we actually hey, have. I, I, that's we, weird I, I out that direction. We have yeah. actual. We've had a run in with him over these claims. And we're. Really? That's why I'm kind of skeptical to say much. Right, I understand. It's because we've actually confronted him and it really? did not go well for us. Well, you know, that's kind of <laughs> out, yeah. east, out east Springfield. Well, I used to live in Tan Oak. Right. Well, you know where, yeah, where, I, where I live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so there was a show called Sightings. Back uh, in the 90s, and it was uh, kind of a paranormal type show. So they did an episode on the Springfield Three, and they brought in a psychic. Oh, great. And they're (laughs) driving out East Sunshine. They get right to where you turned into my neighborhood Mm at East Sunshine, and she goes, stop right here. Something happened right here, and I'm going, holy shit. No, 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 that's no, no, my no, no, neighbor. No. I swear to God, two days later, Gracie, my Jack Russell Terrier, brought home this big bone no. that she had dug up. And Drew, what do you know? My kids were freaking because I just told them, "Watch this show, my God, that's our neighborhood. This freaking three, they're buried around here." That's awesome. Uh, well, that might be a good place to wrap. Well, I got Absolutely. one final question. Sure. I got to ask. Yeah, you. yeah, yeah. So. Uh, our friend Ben, his dad was listening to 104.1, mm-hmm. and he said, he's like, hey, you remember, uh, you know, you went to school with Drew, right? Yeah, yeah, I think I just heard his dad on the radio talking about the secret bird language. What do you know about a secret bird language? Secret bird <laughs> language? <laughs> now he, this could very well be Doug. <laughs> this, is, this could be a Doug moment. <laughs> Do you I know think, anything I about think Doug had maybe been spinning one up or something? <laughs> That's very much what I was never, thinking. You, you never, I swear to God, I've never heard anything about I've a secret never heard, bird never, language. I've never this, is, this is just what I heard. <laughs> now, said, I will say on Nick's, Nick's show's primary political, but I have covered some esoteric topics. I, I interviewed L.A. Marzulli on, on the Giants. Um, 
I had a, a, we got Jim on the phone before the History Channel oh, yeah. episode did an interview. Did you still talk to him? Uh, by email, yeah. yeah. I and Facebook occasionally. Uh, Rupert Sheldrake is probably the biggest interview I ever did on that show. That's the yeah, guy I was told did wrote the Science Delusion. He's a Cambridge PhD biologist wow. who questions mainstream science. That's good. I like he wrote a book called The Science Delusion, and he laid out all these things that were quoted as fact, and he shows why they're... T He's the guy that did the experiment I told you about, does your dog know when you're coming home? Really? He's the guy that was behind the Well, so he did an experiment. Time lapse, you know, got random volunteers that said, yeah, my dog's waiting at the door when I come home, so I think he knows I'm coming home. Right. So he got time lapse video of the house and the dog... And he had the people, and he had a random time computer call the person and say, okay, head home. But he also had them take a random mode of transportation. So if oh. they drove their car every time, no, they take the bus. Oh. The instant the person had the thought, oh, I have to go home, you see on the, at their house uh -huh. on the video, the dog gets up out of his bed Whoa. and walks to the front door. That's and correct. Repeated thousands of times. Wild. So Sheldrake started studying animal behavior to explain certain things. Like how do birds, you've seen a flock of birds and they seem to all turn at once. Well, you right. think, well, they're looking, right? It's the eyesight. Well, they've done slow motion camera work now where the birds turn. He's not looking. Mm -hmm. Just knows. So Sheldrake, yeah, it's it has to do with quantum, interesting quantum mechanics and entanglement. Sheldrake calls it a morphic field that animals. It's just well, he did another experiment. Do you know when somebody's staring at you from behind? Oh, man, yeah. So he'd have you know people sitting there, and, and he would say, "Okay, put yes or no." Well, the odds are it should be fifty-fifty. Well, he would find that some people got a size 62%. They would know when someone... Uh, you've had that feeling. Well, yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. Here's the simplest one I ask everybody as far as just weird. I say, have you ever thought of somebody and then within they a very you. short period, they mm -hmm. text you, they call you, and thought of somebody that you haven't thought of in a long right. time? Every person I've talked to says yes. Now, Doesn't you, that tie into the quantum somehow? That's what I'm saying. Quantum yeah. entanglement, which entanglement's a theory. Not a theory. It's been proven that when two particles. small particles come together, they become entangled. One can shoot to the other side of the wow. galaxy. They're still, They're still entangled. Still you change no, this one, the no. other one changes instantaneously. Wow. Which is why Einstein called it spooky action at right. a distance. Because his theory was nothing can move faster than the speed of light. Well, obviously, there's some kind of communication that's moving fast. So that's wow. one of the things Sheldrake wrote. They said, you know, well, mainstream science says nothing can move fast the speed of light. Well, what about quantum entanglement? This particle's changing <laughs> instantaneously. So it just nah, kind of God, blows your mind. That and that's Again, pretty that's cool. Again, that's one of those things that just, it's It's, it's a deep dive, man. It's a, it's a mental puzzle. That's right. why I started getting all those physics books and reading because I wanted to this this oh, whole quest head, of mine is just it's wanting to know. Just know stuff that. you That's don't. right. And that's, hey, that's and a perfect I, way I to end I think that we would love to be, uh, dive into that more and more. Well, we'll you'd love to come Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll have you. Yeah, uh, we talked about doing yeah, something on a regular basis. and uh, do. I'm here yeah. for it. We'll do it. Yeah. Definitely, so, guys. You want to plug anything? Awesome. No, I'm not doing Dang, anything. Man. I got to go do consulting tomorrow. I got a television shoot. I do food styling. Like you just place it for video? This is for video. It's for an infomercial. I do oh, some nice. placement, but it's more creating the food to make it look a certain way. Like I did one 
two days ago for a it's a meat thermometer. So I had to make all these different huh. versions of me to make them look so, like, pretty. Put a thermometer in it. Yeah, you know, but I got to hey, make them look ah, pretty. A, that sounds like a good gig. gig. It's That's a good awesome. gig. It's yeah. hard work. I mean, it's you know, and the one tomorrow, this company, they're a German company, and it's boy, they're oh boy. <laughs> I love them. They're great guys, but they're very you know very Particular. precise, very demanding, like German yeah. machinery. But, but the fact that they keep having me to do it means I'm doing a good, doing job. A good job, and they pay very well. Right, that's the important part. Thanks again, James, for coming out. We'll yeah. do it again very soon. All right, man. Uh, See you guys soon. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk oh, later.